Hello and welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as ScottCast. Today I have the ever underdog David on. Hello, David. Hey, it's me, the dog. That's right, the sneaky D. We've all got beverage options here. You've got you've got beer. You've got water. I've got three beverage options over here. I got I've got a little uh, caffeine drink. I've got a little uh, got a little beer here, and I've got myself a sparkling water. I think there's a delay because you clearly it clearly showed you holding up the the caffeinated beverage, and then you said I got a beer here, and I was a little worried. So just just bear in mind anything that you say, I'll see it like three seconds later. I'll just keep my face behind the microphone. You won't even know the difference. Uh, so. Uh, <sighs> You keep throwing me off my game with that stupid comment. Who cares if we're, who cares if there's a delay for you? This what? is an audio podcast. No one sees the visuals of it. I like to see the reactions of your face. In fact, right now I can still see you animated as I'm like talking. You're like you're still angry, you're still waving <laughs> at so, me. Like, well, that's because I am still waving my freaking fist at you. <laughs> it's like I get to like hear the anger in your voice, and then three seconds later I get to see it again. Like, oh god, that's a good double punch. I actually like this delay now. <laughs> Literally, it was a double punch because you were punch- doing a punching motion. So I've got all these beverage options. I've got water. I've got alcohol. I've got caffeine. This is the most liquid options I've ever had for a podcast. I just feel like it's totally ready. I think ScottCast, we're, we're really falling into a groove where we know what it takes. We know what fuel we need to get the pod going because we've published a lot of episodes at this point. We've published probably like 24 hours of episodes at this point. And I know for a fact that there are some people... Who have listened to every single one of these episodes besides me <laughs> and besides master charles <laughs> no not necessarily <laughs> <laughs> that guy's that guy hears everything nothing gets past him that's right master charles is always he's, he's always got it he's got a scott cast scratch on over there in virginia uh he's always listening to scott cast uh so he's probably listened to... Uh, I really like that. I really appreciate the fact that there's somebody in the universe that has listened to this podcast. Listen to me talk basically nonsense to, uh, to you and Ian for over 24 hours. Not necessarily straight, but, you know, right. Master Charles, please write in. What is the longest stretch of Scott cast you've ever listened to? Did you make it through Feudcast? Write in, let us know. Well, this is just day two for him. If we're past the first 24 hours, this is just like chapter two of Scott Cast. Well, yeah, day two, but 24 two. hours of pure listening. Right. So you can binge on Scott Cast, and then you'd be like, all right, well, that's day one. Time for day two. I'm ready for the for years to come. That's right. Mm-hmm. Like, pretty soon, like, within a year, like, by, by the time, like, uh, we're a year into this, people are going to be able to... We're probably going to get sued, or there's probably going to be some news items because people are going to do the Scottcast challenge, which is, oh, I'm going to listen to every single episode of Scottcast straight through. It's just going to, it's just going to be playing the whole time, and I'm going to stay up for seven days straight. And then, you know, when people stay up for that long, they start to get delusional. They start going a little mad. They start getting a little fried in the head. And who knows what kind of behavior that they're going to exhibit after not only having sleep deprivation ruining their brain, but also having our influence totally, you know, uh, controlling them and and influencing them. 
sounds like maybe there should be a Surgeon General warning on Scottcast. Maybe a CDC sort of kind of announcement they could make about you know, how it could be a you could be at risk for listening to too much Scottcast. That's right. Which you could never thought could be a thing, but some people just can't handle it. I mean, it's not it's not for everybody. Not it's not everybody's cup of tea. It's not your basic bees out there. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a. I, mean, I think you know what I mean by the bees. Right? You said you mean bitch. When I say B, I'm just trying to keep it keep it low key for the, the basic bitches out there. Yeah, they I don't think, like to be called that. Yeah, I think I think bitch is okay. It's it's you can say bitch as much as you want in like a PG like rated thing. You can just throw bitch out there as much as you want because bitch just means female dog. That's which is yeah. everyone loves dogs and nobody uses that except for those people who are on those dog shows because they feel like it they almost they almost like they feel like they need to use it in its proper sense right so like they only refuse to refer to the dogs as like oh here comes another fine bitch that's Isn't right she lovely a big black bitch <laughs> it's like that's what i call my dog she did. So I, I use it in an endearing way like you're what like a show again? dog <laughs> my my dog molly uh-huh. i i call her the big black bitch sometimes but i don't but i usually say it in the, like a british accent to, like, to be soften British. the blow. Okay. Yeah, because it's like a compliment that she's like a show dog. I'm like, here she comes, the big black bitch. Like, Isn't you she lovely? You don't say this in public, do you? Like, is this... <laughs> it's like you're walking the dog and, like... Oh, my uh, dog doesn't go in public, so it's okay. Okay. What do you mean it doesn't go in public? <laughs> you don't walk your dog? <laughs> I do I do walk my do- well I run my dog so she doesn't have a chance to even interact with people. It's like, "No, I'm sorry, she's special. We got to run by." Okay, okay. So you're so you're running your dog but you never refer to her uh with the triple B. Well, no, not in just casual kind and not unless someone really, you know, they don't you don't really want to know the pet names I give my pets. They're not usually they're usually not the best terms of endearment. It's usually when, you know. Anyways, I love I mean, my dog. I have a I have a cat. His name is Kyle. Um, I don't really have any terms of endearment for him. It's it's just Kyle. You don't call him like the p word. No, I mean there's no yeah. real. I mean, like I always felt uncomfortable calling a cat like a pussy cat <laughs> because or just it's a pussy. yeah because there's pussy in that, <laughs> and it's a little strange to just say pussy casually. Like I hear people say pussy cat all the time, and they say it in like some sort of endearing way. And and it works for them, and I don't feel weird when they say it. But when I say it, it just feels weird. Like I shouldn't be saying it. Like like if I was a dog person showing off dogs with the leash and running around in a circle and and making it stand on a table and stuff like that, like I I'd feel uncomfortable calling it a bitch because it, it, there's just so many connotations. I've listened to too many. Uh, I've listened to too many rap songs. You know. I don't want to be like, oh, this is this is my bitch, and then like be like, oh, please, you know, I don't want to be like, bitch, please. Well, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, it, it's kind of like, you know, amongst us men, we like to, you know, kind of throw out these, you know, like kind of razz each other, you know, it's like a guy thing. Like you would, you you can come out to a guy and because I'll, so I'll do that with my my male dog Manny, and I'll be like, get out here, you son of a bitch, come here, I love you, you know, and I'll be like that because he's really is he is the son of a bitch. That's, you know, literally. That's true. That's true. So, but but he used that, you know, man-to-man, mano-e-mani, you know? Hmm? Hmm. So, because, like, you know, it's like us guys can do that, but then if you do that to a woman, you're like, you know, get over here, you bastard. You know, you can't do that to, like, I don't know, you can't just give shit to women, like your coworkers, for example. They'll, like, cry, and you'll be in trouble. 
And you'll Do have you to have like experience with this? Is this why this is your opinion? I've had to explain this to other male coworkers that it's not okay to razz a female coworker in the same manner that you would a guy. It's just like a guy. Like I'm not saying it's a guy thing because I do have my female coworkers give me shit, but because we know each other. But it's like where you're kind of borderline, and you don't really know, and you don't really know how people are going to well receive. It's just not as common, I guess. I'm not saying that you know females don't razz males and back and forth. I mean, right. Depends on your term, or, you know. Yeah, anyways, I don't know why I'm digressing into this. Why not? I call my dog a son of a bitch, and I love that son of a bitch. Right. So, yeah. It's worth it. You know, because, like, you know, given the Raz, doing the terms of endearment, uh, like that, where, where you... Where you where you subtly insult the person, or you or or you call them by some sort of name that is demeaning, it, it's it's almost a way of saying that I it's it's like a way of guaranteeing that you don't think of that way of that person because you're saying it in such a casual manner. Like like yep. if I called you like like that crazy asshole on the on the podcast with me, mm-hmm. like you wouldn't take it like you're a crazy asshole and like go to your room. And and think about like where your life's gone, but you'd be like, yeah, I'm that crazy asshole on that podcast. Hello, this is this is David. What up? And then you'd be empowered, and 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 you'd start doing more crazy asshole things, which is great, and what we'd be needing to do. Yeah, that's that's what I just hope that you guys are like when you just you know call me shit on the podcast. Yeah. And, uh, you know, every now and then you might uh, maybe think about just saying, you know, but really he's a great guy. But, you know. No, we never do that. <laughs> but, but, but you don't need, but it's just, it never assumed, comes up. <laughs> it's assumed that, you know, it's, you're shitting on, Scott Cass is about shitting on people. That's right. So, and we shit out of love. Yeah. You shit out of love. You, out of a place of love comes forth, Scott Cass is a, you know, excreting from that love. That's right. That shit. We excrete mm-hmm. love. <laughs> <laughs> that's just how it is. And it's like if some people can't handle the way we love, then we won't love them and we'll just say they're a fine fellow and nothing will come of it. And then they won't get mentioned. They won't get that Scott Cast glory because everyone loves Scott Cast. Everyone loves that Scott Cast glory. And speaking of Scott Cast, speaking of Scott Cast glory, there's a new product I'm thinking about making, oh. developing. A new Scott Cast product? That's right. Uh, I've been. Uh, I I got to give advice to the Scott Cast audience. If you if you ever get the opportunity to say uh, date a photographer, do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. They take many pictures of you. It's 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 amazing. Like I've I've had like I've been dating Sabelle for a while now, and not the uh, not the Android. About a person. Yeah, I was just—I was going to try to clarify, <laughs> but there you go. It's, it is the future. Um, but so she's a photographer, and uh, so she's been taking a bunch of pictures of me. And I had a great idea on how to capitalize on this newfound uh, resource of amazement. Okay, we're going to make a Scott Cast coffee table book, and it's just a bunch of pictures of me with captions of how great I am. Oh, okay. I didn't know what that was at first. So it's just, it's it's like a photo album, scrapbooking kind of thing. It's what, not a scrapbook. It? It's a coffee Wait, table you book. You know what a coffee table book is? Have you ever seen a coffee I, table book? I, I grew up with a coffee table. I didn't ever put coffee on it. I'm not sure what goes on coffee tables besides my feet. What what exactly? Uh, I use it as a footrest. I wasn't sure there was another actual use for it. A coffee um, table book 
is a large, cumbersome uh, book with barely any information in it, but big pictures that you put on like a small coffee table, say, as mostly decoration to show how great you are compared to other people and to kind of elucidate your interests and how your interests are uh, much more fascinating than other people's interests. It's a way to compare yourself to others subtly and uh, allow them to know that you are better. And I want the Scott Cast audience, the Scott Castigators, if you will, to have the opportunity to own a Scott Cast coffee table book with a bunch of pictures of me, uh, with captions, some behind-the-scenes tidbits, uh, and, you know, just show okay. it off to their friends. And, like, when their friends come by uh, to sit at their coffee table, uh, they'll be like, what's this book? What's Scott? What's Scott from Scott Cast? Why, why is he so handsome? Why is he so beautiful? Look at all these photographs. Look at all these interesting tidbits of information. Uh, this whoever owns this coffee table book must be uh, a high echelon, upper crust society kind of person. Okay, so basically, it sounds kind of like so. If I understand this right, a coffee table book is basically like having an Instagram account where you just kind of like make yourself look awesome and you capture all the best components of yourself. Except in this case, it's a it's a tangible object that you can show off without a screen that you can feel in your hands, which is a different kind of experience. And not only that, but it's not just like your coffee book just in your house. Other people can be sharing this Instagram kind of, you know, coffee table book thing with others, you know, and that sounds great. I want to be clear. Most coffee table books are not just of some person. Most coffee table books (laughs) are like like trees. Or like uh, beers, right? Or like a coffee table book that shows uh, the history of, I don't know, um, Chumba Wumba. Stuff like that. Maybe one, one about Kyle, maybe? With, yeah, Kyle, like coffee, cat. A, cat, a cat coffee table. I'm sure there's a million cat coffee table books. Yeah, that's, that's probably been done. But, you know, maybe Kyle would still appreciate it if you maybe as a side project. Yeah, like the, it'll be a companion coffee table book to the Scott Cast <laughs> coffee table book. The Kyle coffee table book. And, like, we'll have a whole library of coffee table books that people can buy related to Scott Cast, our various topics. I'm very excited. What do you think? Uh, what kind of uh, what kind of imagery do you think the David coffee table book would have? Well, first of all, I was picturing the Kyle coffee book as being interactive with the Scott one, where, it, like, you would open to a page with you, and it would pair, oh, you can just put Kyle into this frame. and it, I mean, you could pretty much do that with any given situation. You just put a cat on the floor next to it. but uh, Or just messing up, you know, just messing up your monitoring your audio because he's sleeping on the job. But, uh, yeah, David Coffee Table Book. I guess, um, yeah, I guess there would just be a lot of selfies. And, Mostly you know, selfies. Just, just a lot of dick pics, <laughs> you know, because of, of, of the id thing, you know. That's right. So, That's right. But, you know, maybe maybe it would show off uh, some cool places that I visited, you know, like, you know, if I had a cool girlfriend who would photograph me all these places. But, you know, it's like uh, you don't always have someone to catalog these things for you. No, your so. girlfriend's no good with the pictures, huh? Oh, I'm not saying she's not good at the pictures. I'm just saying I didn't have her when I took these awesome pictures. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> she wasn't know. around when you were taking all those dick pics? I mean, not... In, no, no comment. 
<laughs> That's a slippery subject to get into, no pun intended. A little bit, a little bit. Let's let's transition to Elon Musk. Would you have okay. a lot of Elon Musk pictures in your coffee table book? Um, am I allowed to have Photoshop pictures of me and Elon Musk together? Like yes. maybe like a picture of me hanging out, like like graduating college. Like I have that picture of you, me, Mosier, and Jason. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking about maybe keeping Mosier in there, but but or no okay okay, it's yeah. me. okay okay keep motion but then but then instead of you and jason it'd be like neil degrasse tyson on one arm and elon musk on the other and we're just chumming it up in our cap and gowns no i don't give a shit about consistent you know why why are they in cap and gowns when they didn't graduate with us it's all just part of the camaraderie it's the cheerleader effect right right you ever heard of the cheerleader effect you look at one cheerleader in the group so you look at a group of cheerleaders like wow they're hot and then you go look at each one individually and go well you know if i cover up okay and i just look and zoom in on just that one well she, okay she's like a she's like an eight but before, before looking at that you thought she was a 10 so it's like that where you know i surround myself with elon musk and we're all in the we're all in our cap and gowns, but all of us look like tens. So, are you saying that uh, Elon Musk by himself is like, eh? But if you were hanging out with Elon Musk, <laughs> everyone would be flocking to him. And you? I'm just saying, if if I was grouped together with other, you know, good good looking dudes, you know, then I would ele- then cumulatively we would all look better. That's what I'm just saying. It's just it's always it's a cumulative effect. It's the cheerleader effect. Right. I mean, it's just groups of people look better than single people. That's true. Maybe that's the case. You know, sometimes groups of people look more appealing. Like when you see people in a clique or something like that, like a social group, like you're always like, get jealous (laughs) of them. I just thought of a dick pics in this situation. Oh, Jesus. What do you mean? Oh, my God. Well, one, just one dick in the pic doesn't look that great. Maybe that's all, maybe that's the, maybe that's the problem. Everybody is always just taking a picture of their dick. <laughs> they need to get their friends just, together. They just got to do a group, like group circle. That's circle right. up, guys. Yeah. Let's all send that picture. <laughs> that's great. Everyone thrust your hips towards the center. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. That's what derailed me. Yeah, and then um, like you know, you circle your, yours and you send it to uh, the lady of your choice. You know, the whoever you're trying to woo. Yep. Send it like every you know, and since it's a group picture, you know, everyone gets their own copy, and everyone gets to be able to send a picture to to the lady they're trying to woo, and it'll be a lot more successful. Everybody will be happy, and like years from now, when everyone's married together, and you guys all go for a vacation out in the Aspen, you'll all laugh together when you remember. Oh, remember that time we all took a large group dick pic, and it worked. For all of us, <laughs> I guess I, I'm. I'm. I want to say that nobody's tried that, but I don't know. Maybe it's a, the one of the best kept secrets out there. Yeah, like like there's like secret like societies of men uh, like getting yeah. together, taking dick pics with each other. Sounds like a conspiracy theory. It does sound like a conspiracy theory. Like, which is a, a great transition into our main topic. But before we get to the main topic. Oh, tease them like that, why don't you? That's right. We need to do open up the email bag. <laughs> Kyle was trying to do it that time. <laughs> you heard him? You <laughs> he, he paused so I could do the email bag sound effect, and yet Kyle filled in the blanks. That's right. We'll put, we'll, we'll put Kyle in that one. Thanks, so, Kyle. We're going to make a book about you, bud. That's right. <laughs> so we got an email bag from Master Charles. Oh, geez, he actually said something specific. I better actually bring it out. Uh, usually I 
paraphrasing. <laughs> Paraphrase. <laughs> nice. Because I don't respect the words of our fans enough to read them word for word. But I respect this one. Let's check it out. Master Charles says, and he's addressing ellipses from uh, episode, I think it was 31 or 32. Uh, I think the ellipses thing, because here's the deal. I... Uh, I castigated Ian over his use of overuse of ellipses because I just don't understand why people use ellipses so often, what it means. Like, it doesn't add anything to their message, in my opinion. It, it, it just adds confusion and makes me feel like, uh, like, like they're, like they're saying something and like I should be like picking up on what they mean. Man, like they're too, it's like too crude or crass. For them to say out loud, or it's too obvious, like I'm an idiot, so they're just going to be like, you know, I don't know, dot dot dot, like, you know, I don't know if that's a great idea, Scott. Maybe you're a dumbass. So like, that's how I feel when I see an ellipses. And this like is what Master Charles back. says. Hmm? They're just holding back on calling you a dumbass. Yeah, they're holding back. They're like, they're they're yeah. And Master Charles says, I think the ellipses thing is just an attempt. To add tone to the text format, maybe not so much in emails, but at least in instant message formats, punctuation seems to imply tone. For example, a comma can imply a short pause, dot, 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 whereas ellipses are a longer pause. A lot of times in a one-sentence message, adding a period at the end can imply a stern, capital stern, or sarcastic tone. So if you want it to feel more lighthearted, you should leave the period off or just use an exclamation point. Also, use emojis to add sass. He does the clappy thing. Have you seen oh, people do the clappy like, thing? I was like, what the hell are you doing? Okay. You see the people do the claps when they, when they do their... Like, I see that on social media all the time, and that also I, annoys me. Well, what if you put the ellipses in between the claps and then it's a slow clap? <laughs> and it slowly gets faster. Oh, yeah, see? As, as soon as I see anyone send me anything, or even just post anything, not even to me, around that has a ellipses and the little clap emojis, I'm just going to block them immediately. That's just the stupidest freaking thing. But When like, you say something cool now, I'm definitely just going to send you one little clap with like a huge ellipses behind it, and then just another one with a slightly smaller ellipses, and it'll just get closer and closer until it's just a bunch of clapping. Clap, 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 clap. Oh, that's and you'll different. you know that you just got that's, that's good. That's good. I like that use of it because it, 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 it tells a story. Like the people who use claps on the internet are typically people who think their opinion is so great that all they have to do is put claps in it and then all of a sudden that it just makes sense and like there's no arguing with it it's basically them saying that their opinion is so correct that there's absolutely no way that anyone can say anything against it because look at those claps man they said like it with so so vehemently that okay, so it's like they're like patting themselves on the back almost with the claps yeah. before they start. They like think a cacophony like, of like, you know, just like clapping and you can't talk because clearly they're still clapping. I mean, you don't know how long they're clapping for. It could be maybe they're clapping for five minutes in their head. You could send them a text and they're still clapping. It's not even message received yet. Right. But, but what about those people who use like a double ellipse? Like, so like, you know, instead of the triple dot, they use like a double. Like That's six the dots? people I don't. No, no, like, okay, so, not a, sorry, not an actual double ellipse. Um, one and a, ha a half, it's, it's a little bit more than a half. It's two-thirds of an ellipse, 
Like you, you like five dot, dots. Dot, How many dots are we talking about? We're talking two dots. Well, that's just two periods. That's just two periods together. I know, and they use that, and I feel like I feel like that is just accentuating their laziness. Like I feel like a lot of people just use the ellipse when they don't really know what they want to end it with. Mm. Like maybe they don't want to like put a lot of effort into. It. Like you got the emoji people, but then you got the other people who are like. No, they don't ever use emojis, and they're just like they just put ellipses, ellipses at the end of everything, and then like even sometimes in between like sentences they'll just have dot dot. Like, or were they too lazy to put the third dot, or were they not sure if they wanted to pause there? Or what? It seems indecisive, Scott, and it bothers me. That's that's what I thought of when you mentioned that with Ian. Yeah, I get that. Like the two dots is just laziness. You can't you can't complete the ellipses. You, not only can you not complete your thought, you can't even complete the fact you can't complete your thought. For God's sake, why are you even talking if you can't even complete your ellipses? Why bother even know, sending a message? Go back home. Go home, turn off your phone, and stop talking to people because you clearly don't even want to do that. You know, if you're there, if that, I just feel like if you're that indecisive, you should just use a semicolon. If you're not really sure if you want a big pause or not, maybe you don't, not, you're not sure if you should have a period or not, and you want to separate two clauses and link them somehow, like to show that they're still connected, do a semicolon. And, you know, if you want to go fucking nuts, I don't know. I'm going to blow somebody's mind one day with a triple semicolon and just see how, how, they, how they respond to that. Because that's an ellipsis with three commas under it. <laughs> I don't know if that just blew people down. I don't know. Maybe the ellipse, the ellipsinati out there are watching. I don't know. Maybe Perhaps. they'll be cracking down on this. There, there's only so much punctuation you can use without people just starting to throw a riot and just lose their shit over it. You bring up a good point, like the ellipsinati. Like, who who decides this crap? And I'm pretty sure it's the Illuminati. Like, they're, all, they're the ones who are writing all these rules, these arbitrary rules. Like, the dot, dot, dot was totally in... This has to be an evil Illuminati invention because... Well, people think it's the, the grammar Nazis, but secretly, it's the Ellipsinati. Ellipsinati. I'm not saying it's aliens, but it's like aliens. It's pretty much aliens. It's enough. Yeah. It's alien confirmed. enough. Confirmed. Aliens confirmed ruling our language through ellipses. That's right. So, tell me, David, you've, you've uncovered a lot of conspiracy theory uh, knowledge over the past week for ScottCast audience, the ScottCast Gators. Uh, you've un- uncovered a lot of things to do with, I, was it the Illuminati, Lizard People, uh, Loch Ness Monster? Uh, I think we mentioned... I think we mentioned the Egypt, the Egyptian, like, you know, the. it, it is a conspiracy theory, technically, because, like, you're discrediting the Egyptians for building their pyramids and saying that, you know. So we mentioned that, and then I mentioned something about lizard people because we were talking about evolution or something. Mm-hmm. And Lady, 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 not Lady in the Water, God, that, don't ever watch that movie. Um, Shape of Water. Shape we of Water. We were talking about that. That's a good and, movie. you know, that's a lizard. That's kind of like amphibious people. It's lizard, a fish man. Like people. Fish man, fish lizards, whatever. It's all the same thing. Um, don't tell don't tell it to lizard people, but yeah. And I mentioned that I had that story about me getting abducted by lizard people, which I've told once before on the. Wait, sky, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, yeah, del- yeah. You deleted, can't just deleted. you can't just casually drop that. It's not in the yeah. canon. What? So tell me about this story about you being abducted by lizard people. What does that well, even? How did that happen? Just like any good conspiracy, I can't confirm that this really happened, but. 
it did happen to me. So, <laughs> but let it me did. tell you, it's just like I was out there in my cornfield. No, <laughs> it's like uh, the, the, all the people who have been abducted by UFOs. And this is a different kind of abdu- abduction story. Okay, and I'm not talking about abduction as in like the abdom- anatomical term abduction. I'm talking about like to take someone away by force. So apparently, there was a night where when I was a little kid, I think I was three, maybe. And my mom tells this story. So she's the authority. I should, like, refresh her memory on this. She loves telling this story about how freaked out she was. And she was freaked out because she thought that I had been abducted. And there's no way that I... She thought this really happened because there's no way this little kid could go into such detail. But what I did was... I was, like, three. I was, like, two or three. Good Lord. Just a small child. not, Not to the level of... The point where I would have the incognitive development, maybe, I don't know, to uh, to fabricate these kind of details. I mean, yeah, but I've appara- met three-year-olds, and I don't think any three-year-old I know would be like, hey, lizard people. <laughs> um, so I came into my room, to, to my parents' bedroom, and I woke my mom up, and, and I, I never woke her up for having bad dreams or anything when I was a kid, but so she was, like, kind of weirded out by it because... You know, I hadn't had any really bad dreams before. Maybe this is my first bad dream. I don't know. Who knows? Um, so I came in there and I was like, hey, mom. You know, I was like, you know, I was freaking out. And she, I was like scared shitless. And she's like, what's the what's the problem? And I was like, you know, I was like told her this story. And I was like, you know, about, you know, I, I don't know if it was a dream or what. But these, you know, these people took me away. And they, they, they took me away. And they were these, these scary looking guys. And I called them, you know, the... I can't remember. I I I don't actually don't remember what I even said when I told it previously. Maybe you could check the vault. The terminology was something that my mom used to say. It was like the the frog people or the fish. They're the the lizard people, something like that. I don't think it was actually lizard people. I was like lizard man or you know the. Anyways, these people they look weird, right? They're like amphibious looking. They got like these weird you know reptilian features to them. And like they what? take me in the back of their car and they park me to the. They take me to this. Um, you know, I, I think it's just this bad dream I have, but who knows? Maybe that's what they want me to think. I went there, and I, uh, you know, I was in the back seat of their car, and you know, I just remember the guy taking off my little, you know, thing over my head, my little blinder thing, and him turn around. And it was this guy who's smoke, and he was smoking a cigarette, which I thought first of all, I was like, these are bad people, okay? Because mm-hmm. they're smoking, yeah, clearly, yeah. First so of all, these people are unhealthy. Yeah, they don't give a shit. They secondhand smoke, man. Even that age, I must have known that was bad. So they turn back, and they, you know, the guy looks at me, and I notice he's like, he's got this green skin, you know, and these like freaking like fins out of him, and I'm like, I'm freaking out, you know, and I'm like, okay, this isn't normal. And then they take me into this, you know, they're sitting, I'm sitting in the back seat behind the driver's side, you know, and then these other these other other guys take me into this facility where they're doing, you know, I'm walking through it, and there's these animals in cages. And they're barking, and it's all dimly lit, and they're taking me to, like, this facility, and apparently they did, they're doing all the, the you know, there's this animal noises, and they're doing tests, tests. and I didn't realize when I was a kid, I didn't know there was a word for this, but they were chimera, so they were actually, like, fusions of different animals together, so oh. it was kind of, that was kind of effed up, right? So they're doing these experiments on all these different animals, trying to combine them together into these, you know these freak freak like creatures you know this um, amalgamation of different animals and so yeah i told her this story and she was freaked out she was so freaked out she like actually took out a notepad and just wrote it all down you know 
because she didn't think she knew I she thought I got abducted by someone she was mm. thinking about you know she was weirded out because it was so it was in such detail and I had like and I was so freaked out about it that so yeah so it's very possible I mean maybe I just maybe it actually happened who knows you know what that makes me but, think though um, like that makes me think okay if let's assume it didn't happen and you dreamed this up but right. like you're but you're but you're three and you're you're describing in perfect detail these what is it chimera chimeras chimeras people made up of uh all sorts of different kind of physiological uh like uh, different animalistic characteristics like reptile amphibian a fish all sorts of different things but this makes me think like in the world like how ian might put it like there's this there's like a universal consciousness right and as a three-year-old like you didn't have enough time to you know watch the natural history channel or what is it called uh, discovery channel you know you weren't watching the discovery channel and like thinking of all these things like like at, at the very least you were just like watching things and seeing oh there's a frog oh there's a lizard oh. but you never like came across lizard people so this makes me think sometime maybe in the past maybe in the maybe in our unconscious the the great hive mind unconscious of human beings that there has been a time where these lizard people really did have like ultimate control over us or at least influenced us or at least there was some big cataclysmic event where there there was lizard people or lizard alien people or something like that some sort of illuminati kind of people that pulled all the strings and it created a horrifying impression on on our ancestors and that this horrifying impression was imprinted on the subconscious of the human race yeah like a gen- genetic printing yeah. like you know I heard so that it's people like a built-in yeah along with other things to make us fear certain things like our natural built-in fear of like things creepy crawly things and fear of the dark for predators and things like that right mm-hmm. like there's nothing inherently bad about the dark it's just an absence of photons but for us dark equals scary for a reason little kids don't need to be taught that the darkness is bad and that you should get towards the source of light because you could things there are things in the night that could eat you right right that's a real thing i mean evolutionary makes sense so you're, you're saying you're saying that you're saying that it's because you, you sound almost like you're going into like an esp kind of thing there with a psychic thing like you can visit a, a, a place and a, a time and that you maybe haven't experienced yourself right but then you also mentioned that possibly there's genetic imprinting that's what I'm thinking, is that it's not necessarily psychic ESP stuff, that okay. it's more like a genetic imprinting or some sort of, like, passed down memory from ancestor to ancestor. Right. That's kind of like, um, you ever read the, the, the Halo books or anything like that before? Halo, you know, Combat Evolved, those books I've, that were based off of that? I've played Halo, and, made- and I have actually read uh, a couple books, maybe, but I don't think I've I i don't think I've read enough to get to this point, I think. How many books have you read? Did you read, like, the whole series or something? Um, there's quite a few. I, I, I honestly haven't read all of them, and I kind of moved on in my sci-fi. Once I found, like, really good authors like Brandon Sanderson and stuff like that, and Patrick Rothfuss and those guys, those, those are really... Anyways... But like I, you know, I read these the, the ones in the, the Forerunner series, which is like I, I really actually more enjoyed the concrete details found in like the, the the Halo books that were more based off of like the game 
uh, timeline in that because it was like so detailed and they go into like all the different race alien races and their hierarchy and the way that the religious stuff tied in with the ancient technology they found and it was all fascinating but um, the the Forerunner series is actually way in the distant past where it actually shows all of the what it was actually like during these ancient civilizations when they actually had their downfall and they're like kind of just it's just hard to follow because I mean it's hard to write a story about it uh, a civilization that's that high up on that Kardashev scale that we talked about where right. they can actually manipulate entire like solar systems and harness their entire energy and do basically the powers of gods. It's hard to write about what gods do in a storyline. So a lot of details left out. Anyways, the reason why I mention it is because um, if you've ever want to play the Halo series, you should like skip ahead like two minutes because it's a spoiler. But if you haven't played it by now, good luck, because it's been out for a long time. But in the <laughs> Halo series, you find out that in the very first Halo that humans are actually descendants. They, they get recognized as forerunners, like the ancient aliens. So we are the ancient aliens. But in the books, we're actually not. Like, the forerunners are actually fighting against ancient humans, and the humans put up a good battle, but they lose. And the forerunners want to destroy them. But actually, there's a, there's someone called the Librarian, who you can find later on in the games. They refer to the Librarian. And she's actually someone who cultivates humanity and keeps them... They basically revert us back to our, like, ancient roots. So, like, you know, the caveman kind of days. And then... But, they, but she imprints a bunch of stuff into our DNA. Mm. So that later on, when we go to those um, games, you know, in the games, when all of a sudden you find out Master Chief and the human race, they can manipulate all these forerunner artifacts. It's like, well, how can they manipulate them or whatever? And it's because of this genetic imprinting. And there was, like, this, all these extra things that she slipped in there. And she put us on a separate, like, Earth, the Earth that we are, that we, th- that we think that, you know, has always started. And she terraformed the whole thing. And I don't know. It sounds like a big conspiracy. It's, it's actually pretty elaborate. It's hard to explain. But anyways, she imprinted all this stuff on here. That's what it reminds me of a little bit, how she like instilled certain fears of things and certain natural – and she did that genetic imprinting. Mm-hmm. It's actually very interesting. I would th- Those subjects are, are fascinating. But uh, the actual series is kind of eh, like, hard to I've follow. Heard, I've heard people with this imprinting, genetic imprinting, is not necessarily just like ancient stuff. Like I've heard situations where people say – like you know how people experience a past life, like uh, they like they say, oh yeah, in my past life I was a I was a cobbler, on a, in England, and I wore suspenders, uh, and like they have vivid dreams of being a cobbler in like the eighteen hundreds, and they recall details about the eighteen hundreds that they wouldn't know. Okay. Otherwise, uh, just based on like a lot of these dreams, and I think what's going on is that uh, there's. There's something being passed down uh, generation to generation uh, or something like that. Some sort of genetic memory is being passed down. Like, not necessarily, like, like a memory doesn't have to, isn't just in your own wheelhouse. Some memories live on even beyond, like, your human vessel sometimes. They, they go on through your offspring. So, so is there a conspiracy theory that ties to this about the genetic imprinting and... Um, people having extra knowledge that they shouldn't have, and that's because, like, then what would say if we all have it? Then why would why would would, would one person experience like the co- this is all you know? I'm, I'm just supposing here. I'm being hypothetical, but so this person who gets the the cobbler, you know, their visions. Then what happens to everybody else? Do they also have the cobbler, or is it like a shared comp- consciousness through everybody who's ever well, gone into like, the ether and come back, or what? It's just like normal like genetics. Like you know, some traits get passed on, some don't. 
You mean you know, like Assassin's Creed? Hold on. This, is, on, this sounds a lot. Actually, now I think of it, it sounds a lot like Assassin's Creed. Because in Assassin's Creed, they can reconstruct everything from their DNA. Their DNA, they they access all the memories of their ancestors and all sorts of crazy shit. So, kind of, you ever seen those? The you ever played those games or seen the movie? My brother used to play Assassin's Creed um, all the time when I lived with him back in 2012. I suppose that's when this, this was going on. Uh, and I kind of remember that as a thing, but I mostly just remember him like uh, jumping off of buildings and landing in hay. Yeah, that was most of it. <laughs> that was most and, like, of that game. Just, bro, just the, you spend 90% of those games just trying to unlock areas of the game to explore, and it's just, yeah. I, li- I like those games, but... Um, yeah. No, is there this, like, I, I just don't get how, so, you know, I know that for the Assassin's Creed game, you could easily take the genetic imprinting thing from past from one generation to another and say that's a powerful thing, the bloodline thing, and, you know, that that makes kind of sense to me, but the fact, so, but then I was also saying, like, what if you, when you die, you go into this, you know, oneness with the universe, and then when you come back into consciousness again, in another vessel, kind of like reincarnation or something like that, you have a genetic imprint. Oh, it, actually, have you ever seen that movie um, about people's eyes? And it's it's like uh, I don't know if I want to give it give it a spoiler. Away. For Who it. cares? If you're listening yeah. to Scottcast, you know you're gonna <laughs> we're gonna spoil every Hollywood movie, every everything because we're more interested in the ideas behind them than simple plot points. Plot points don't mean anything. Plot points are just they're they're just they're just there to manipulate your emotions. What we're interested in is the actual details, the fascinating things, the open ended aspects of these ideas that we can explore to further exploit and make Scott Cast even better. So this movie, I don't remember the name of it. I, I, I'm blanking on it, but it was just this random movie I stumbled upon. I watched it with my mom when we were just late at night on freaking uh, I uh, after Irish Eye and Ionia, so it's for, what was that? St. Patty's Day? Hey, St. Patty's Day. There you go. Nobody, nobody knows what that day's about. And neither do the nearest uh, Scottcast listeners because they we, we we biffed that a little bit. Okay, that's okay. Celtic people. So this might be a Celtic thing, but anyways, the movie we watched, you know, um, it was like <laughs> I was a little tipsy when I was watching it, and I was just like, I thought it was just this movie. I was like, okay, this guy's a researcher and he's studying evolution. And he's trying to he's trying to find the link between because people always use the human eye. They say, well, you need like a hundred different generations of evolutions just to produce how complex the eye is, and that's not you know people say that's not likely. And I heard a lot of creationist arguments about that. Like, yeah, they like they love talking about the eye. The eye is, is so complex that they say, okay, well, it's not a series of you know jumps in evolution. It's uh, it's intelligent design, right? So this guy in the movie is trying to discredit that. He's trying to disprove the creationists by finding the link with their common ancestor where the eye gene mutated or whatever, right? Because, so he's studying this, and so he's taking and, and it's one of his hobbies. He's a photographer, too, so Sabelle might appreciate this. And go. all he does is he zooms in on people's eyes, and he takes a really up-close shot of their eyes, of their iris, and the pattern and everything, and he's fascinated by it. So he does that as a hobby, but um, it actually turns out later on in the movie. So he was dating this girl, and she gets trapped in an elevator, and she dies this excruciating death or whatever. And you know he's traumatized by it, but later on, you know he's he does his he he ends up pairing, and they, they don't really match as like soulmates or whatever. 
but like he, he he gets together with his other research type girl they 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 gel really well together they have this great life they're researchers they're both into evolution and all this other stuff and then it's it's revealed later on like when they have their baby there's this guy who takes like a uh, image of the baby's iris and he, and and it's supposed to identify who the baby is you know like like put him in the database cuz they're databasing they're cataloging all the people's eyes in the database right. and then it, it flags him as like this 48 year old guy this 48 48 year old dead guy and they're like who the hell was that why did it say our baby was this guy and it turns out uh-huh. there's this actual big conspiracy going on where they're actually collecting all the people's eyes their imprints and cataloging it because they're trying to find links with the past because apparently that eye pattern gets passed on for, through reincarnation and these people are actually reincarnated versions of famous people and they're actually finding in these babies eyes the same iris patterns that the you know Albert Einstein and Hitler and all well, that would be bad. <laughs> oh, your, your shit. Baby, your, your baby was Hitler. Like, oh, damn it. I'm Hitler reincarnated. Time so to defenestrate guys right out the window. <laughs> so it's just an interesting concept. Like, he basically finds, like, the link for this reincarnation thing. And he actually tries to find this girl in India who has been, he thinks, is the reincarnated version of his dead girlfriend. Wait, wait, wait. I want, so, to, I want to interrupt you for a bit. Okay. Sorry. Because I could go on. But anyways, it's a really uh, interesting concept. If yeah. I had a baby, right, like... You know, like, there's a responsibility you take where you have a baby, and uh, no matter kind of how it turns out, right, that you're responsible for raising it, making sure it does well in this world because you're the parent, right? But question I want to posit, because I have an answer. Uh, If you had a baby, and they did the eye scan, and it turned out it was Hitler, like, what would you do? I would I would contact Ian Dixon, fan favorite Ian Dixon. Okay. And I would say this is the literal litmus test, remember? <laughs> You're talking about whether or not Ian's work helps to, pre- to prevent I I said that I think that Ian is more likely to prevent the rise of a tyrannical dictator. We were talking about in a previous episode, if you haven't watched it, we were talking about which you should go back and watch it after this. But we were talking about Musk, right? And you're saying you know that if if you hadn't uh, if you had stopped Musk if you had fixed his insecure childhood insecurities at a young age then we wouldn't have had Elon Musk right so and I said that Ian is probably more likely to stop someone like Hitler than if you know by fixing their childhood issues so yeah uh, so that's um, what you do is you you just make sure that that baby was uh, had a had a weekly appointment with Ian Dixon it's just that easy baby. I was totally going to kill it. <laughs> and that's why you, that's why you are not allowed to have children, Scott. That's I the only case this. though. Any other anything else if, the, if, the, if you had a baby, Scott, it would be Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> why are you trying to murder that why, why are you trying to commit infanticide, Scott? Do you look at its eyes? It's got Hitler eyes. Damn. <laughs> Damn that should that be oh, that's going to be the title of this episode. Hitler what? eyes. Your baby has Hitler eyes? Yeah. <laughs> Check to see if your baby... That's a CDC announcement right there. <laughs> Everybody get your eye, your baby's eyes checked. We need, just need to check for the Hitlers. You know, that's what they could have done for Jesus. Hitler checks. Nice, like, you know... Nice, when you when you're born, like you get you get all these vaccinations, right? And vaccinations are good because they prevent disease and stuff like that. And unless if, you're an uh, anti-vaxer, yeah. You're, well, in that conspiracy theory, yeah. I don't even want to honor that with calling it a conspiracy theory. That's just that's just dumb. Believing anything you read on the internet, but if you're 
you know, if you're, you always vaccinate and then like, that's all about like stopping it from getting polio, stopping it from doing this, stopping it from doing that. And if your baby turned out to be Hitler, like, you know, I think it would be your responsibility to vaccinate that baby for the world, which means uh, defenestration. That's not what the vaccination works. <laughs> you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You don't throw the Hitler baby out with the vaccination. I mean, if it's Hitler, it's Hitler. What are you going to do? You have a chance to take someone who is an influencer, Scott, and influence them in a positive way. We can see the potential that Hitler could have had to be a great guy. He had the interest of all all of Germany watching him. He could have done some good stuff. He chose to be a dick. <laughs> That's uh, that's bad on him and his, and his parents. I don't know. I think he, I think the a, history historical record shows that Hitler didn't garner any influence until he started being a dick. You know, he no, would, that's when he yeah, was just a knows? painter, just doing his own thing. You know, painting landscapes and stuff like that. No one gave a shit about him. But as soon as he started going to the beer hall, getting drunk and standing on tables talking about eradicating uh, whole sections of the populace, you know, all of a sudden people were voting for him. You know, right? So, yeah, the negativity, the fear mongering. People are drawn to it. Yeah, yeah. That's all. Like, like so. Like the best case scenario, if you have a Hitler baby is is you know is that it turns into a failed artist like i don't even want that for for my child <laughs> yeah if you cultivate it he'll be a, a loser yeah the best you can yeah. do is loser you know like just mm. yeah i don't know defenestration <laughs> i would i would love to see what ian would do w because i'm just referring to him that's my that's easy on me I can just say, all right, weekly appointment with fan favorite Ian Dixon, problem solved. No, this is just you trying to pass the buck on Ian. That's all that is. Like, because like if if Ian fails and it turns out to be another Hitler, like like you're just absolving responsibility for yourself. I know what you're doing. I'm not going to pull an Obi Wan Kenobi and just say that I, you know, I mean, because like you know, with with that analogy, he, you know, Obi Wan Kenobi. Tried, tried taking on this kid right. that he had no business taking on. Mm-hmm. You know, he tried mentoring him, and it all backfired. You know, Yoda said no. Yep, Yoda wanted to kill. Yoda would have killed the Hitler baby. Yeah, Yoda, in his infinite wisdom, he would have fucking destroyed him with the force. That's right. Force pushed him out. right out the window. <laughs> There's always got to be a window ready. Isn't that what happened to the? Yeah, that's what happened to Mace Windu. Shit. Yeah. Oh, Windu. Oh, I see what they did there. Look at that. Oh. We just discovered <laughs> something about sense. the Star Wars universe. <laughs> ah, she never, it never stops giving. That's oh, right. don't give me a star on the, st- oh, the Star Wars, man. Is there a Star Wars conspiracies out there? No, it's just, you know, oh, no, it's just, I've just been a little peeved by the, the, the newer Star Wars. We're what, not going to get into you about that. that. What's that? What peeves you about the newer Star Wars? Well, I, I was just saying, like, you know, the old, that's old Star Wars. The newer Star Wars, it's like... It, Do you like the prequels seems... better than the new sequels? <sighs> yeah. Um, really? I, I, like the, I like The Force Awakens a lot. I just didn't like... And I appreciated what, as an artist, what... Um, what's the guy's name who, who came out with the newer... For, for, not Rogue One, the one that everybody... the What's the, the latest one? Shit. Blagan. Uh, good point. See, it's like, damn. It's like, it's the... Yeah, what is he that? Just, he just shit on everything that Abrams did, right? But it was like, 
you know, he did it to try to make this kind of almost like an independent film kind of feel like, oh, you know, like he's sending like this message that, you know, it's all shades of gray and blah, blah, blah. And, but he just destroyed all the mythos that was built up in The Force Awakens. He took all the tension and just freaking shat on it. Um, but also, it was just really weird decisions. Like, the whole plot is like, a, it's like a really the slowest chase scene ever witnessed in history. Like, one spaceship chasing the other whole movie. And then at the end, you find out you could just Deus Ex Machina just use the you know hyperspace just to ram your own ship into the other ship and blow it up it's like why didn't you use that before why didn't you use that on the death star why? oh it doesn't make any sense and then like during the chase at any point you can just kind of just do your own little excursion like oh we're in the middle of this super tense chase but let's kind of go gambling for a little bit right now on this uh this 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 this, this other world here you know it's like a break in the action that just i don't doesn't make any sense uh, I don't know. The, the thing the, I didn't the, like about the latest Star Wars, which I don't know the yeah. name of, is the fact that <laughs> yeah, they... Yeah, so funny. <laughs> that's so funny we can't think of it right now. It's like all the rage. So the, the, the return... the Not the something Jedi. The... Um, <laughs> what is it? The Last it's Jedi. It's The Last Jedi. That's there, it. There, we both said it. Yeah. And that's okay. what I don't like about it. I don't like the Last Jedi aspect of it. I don't like the fact that they took Mark Hamill, uh, Luke Skywalker. This oh, character, his character is destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. Th- yeah, this character, like, throughout the original trilogy is built up as the archetypical hero. And what did, it turns out, what did he do after all that? After, def- you know, after not only defeating the Empire, but, like, saving Darth Vader's soul? Like, oh, my God, how heroic, how amazing. I bet he had an amazing life after that. What? No. He just started a school, fucked up, and then went to live on an island and was grumbly for the rest of his life. Tried to kill his disciple, which... After just the slightest little hiccup, he tries to f and kill him within his sleep. Really, I don't see the that the hero of our story doing that. I don't get that. He's the leader of the Jedi Temple. I don't think that's somewhere in the Jedi Code that you got to kill people in their sleep. Yeah, it's just so against his character. And I know that Mark Hamill said to the what's his name, Ryan Johnson or whatever his name is, Ryan Johnson. Something. I don't know. Whoever the guy's name is that that directed it and told him, you know, I hate what you've done to this character, but and I think that you know Mark Hamill did an excellent job. He, oh yeah, he nailed that role. Oh for no. sure. Like I, he, I gotta he, say, when I saw Mark Hamill as the new Luke Skywalker, I was so f- excited because. Oh my god, that looked great! It like like it looked exactly like a uh, old looks like the costume designer A plus. I'll tell yeah. you that he was like he was almost like like stoic look of like old, old Ben Kenobi, mm-hmm. but then also mashed together with the Yoda hermit thing, That's which right. was cool. That's right. But his reasons they just messed up on the important little things like the backs, like the reasons why. You know, make it believable. Like, the fact that he shat on his, you know, obviously all of, all of his disciples got killed and stuff, but it's like the reason for him turning on his own and not confronting, like, a man, his own disciple. Like, come on, not you're a Jedi disciple, master. But his nephew. Right. You can just talk it out. Isn't that what the Jedi do? Like, you're, you're a Jedi counselor, I assume, because, you know, I assume that's your position as the leader of the order of the Jedi, and you just decide, yeah, I'm going to kill him in his sleep. Yeah, talk it you out, know? stick him under a rock, something, but no. like, And, and like, if you're going to kill him in your sleep, commit, you know? It's all a conspiracy theory, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Someone's <laughs> trying, Disney's trying to screw up Star Wars. They're Disneyfying it. Literally, yeah. Well, it was kinda. just weird. Like they had some moments of like some glimmers of awesomeness, like the end there where he does like the the mic drop and you know and like fades off into existence. That was kind of cool. Yeah, but I didn't then like seeing getting it. him blasted 
with like all the might of the new empire or whatever the hell it's called now. Yeah. Uh, the new order, which yeah. by the way is space zombies. I mean, not space zombies, space Nazis, which is like not original at all. It's basically, they didn't look exactly like Nazis and they're just, we're bad guys just to be bad guys again. They had no backstory, just, you know, nothing to expand on. Like we, all the, all the stuff you were wondering in the first one, like, okay, well the first order came to rise because of this, this Snoke guy or Snoke. Yeah, Snoke. Yeah, Snoke is a web website. Anyways, so he came, you know, into power. Oh, what's all his backstory? And then they kill him off, which is not satisfying. I don't know. It's actually, like, it's, I kind of like that set- part. Actually, because uh, well, if you like look at the Knights of the Old Republic, or you look at any of the old, anytime they talk about really old Sith mythology, there they always mention uh, an aspect where. Like the uber powerful dark Jedi uh, kills his master unexpectedly or something like that. So like yeah, that actually I'm fine fit. With that. So like it helped to make it. But the problem with that is the person who did it. Uh, we don't really see him as a very super powerful dark Jedi. We just kind of see him as a snivelly uh, uh, teenager bitch. But no, I didn't have a problem with him dying. I just had a problem with him dying. Like, I thought it was a cool way to surprise the audience. That's what they were going for. But, you know, but it's, it's cool because he's striking them down. And you thought, oh, there's no way that he's going to be so easily beaten. Like, really? He's going to see, you know, but he was obviously delusional. He was so in, invested in his, and so confident that he was going to, you know, see he's seeing visions of what Kylo Ren was going to do. And I see us striking him down now. And anyways, but it's like the fact that we didn't know the backstory on the guy that just got killed means that we don't know anything about the First Order now because we don't know how they got us. Like, I mean, how did this guy rise in power? Like, the Emperor, we found out, you know, after the fact, we found out, you know, all this brilliant stuff that he did back in the the, the original, not the original trilogy, the, the prequels. Right. He did all this awesome stuff to, like, f- fool. He fooled everybody, which was actually kind of cool. I thought I thought that was a cool part of the how he manipulated everybody. That was great. Like... I thought that was the coolest part of the, the prequels is actually the Emperor and how he Palpatine and how he manipulated everybody. Yeah, there was a lot of, you know, questionable things like Jar Jar Binks and stuff, but they got some things right. Right, you know, and we, there was questionable the, things about the original trilogy too, like the yeah. like the like the teddy bears that uh, that destroyed the entire uh, empire with logs. Yeah, but I mean, just like the, the space Nazis thing, man, it's just like it's so bland and it's like I want... They did so much backstory for Kylo, like, you know, for Kylo Ren, and then, like, nobody else got that kind of backstory, and I don't know, man, like, so I just don't know where they're going, and, and the, the, hard, the hardest thing is, like, as fans, we have no idea, not only did they destroy stuff in the first one, all the mythos that they built up, all these mysteries about Rey's lineage, and all these, these cool questions that they raised that they just basically dismissed, and we're not sure... Since we're not we're not hearing it from a reliable narrator because we heard from Kylo Ren that you know that his, his her parents are nobodies you know they're basically deadbeat losers right. you know they're nobody but we don't know if that's reliable but the fact that they just sucked all the wind out of everything and they not, it's like the you know it's a gut punch and then you're like well what's gonna what's gonna happen now because you know like he just overthrew the you know Snoke and then now what he got beat by freaking this girl. And she's still around, so what, she's going to kick his ass again? Like, she already did it before, man. 
Like, what? what is he, how is he going to level up? How is he, I know he was hurt and all this other excuses that people come up with, but, you know, the tension is, it, like, where, it's, it's kind of gone, and where are they going with the story? I actually have no idea. Like, after the first Force Awakens, you knew where shit was going. It, it was it was tangible. You could feel the tension, and then all of a sudden, they just, boom. The first thing that they did, they drilled the shit out of that, and the, right off the bat in the, in the new one, the, the Last Jedi, it was just, let's just shit on it completely as, like, on a principle for us to prove a point that, you know, it's not about the Skywalkers. It's not about this. It's, you don't know anything about Star Wars, We're, which is cool down the road, maybe for the for the entire series, that they can go in whatever direction they want now, and they're not, like, sh- stuck with the Skywalker stuff. But, like, what are we going to do for this next one? If it's going to be a trilogy, how are they going to, like, wrap up the story arc from a plot? I mean, just from a writer's perspective, I don't, I'm not following it. You know, maybe they got something good up their sleeves. Maybe they're learning some lessons. Who knows? how they're going to go with that. But what I really, you know, we've been bitching a lot, but I'll say I'll yeah, say one thing that I really like about the new Star Wars stuff there, that Disney's doing is Rogue One. Rogue One was an absolutely bitching movie. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw Rogue One. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, it was a fantastic movie through and through, like independently of anything else. And... Uh, at the very end, we get this the most amazing Darth Vader massacre scene, like like five seconds of like pure badassery, and like that's all I want. I want I want them to do another movie where it's like based in the past. Well, you know, Star Wars past uh, around this time where we just get to see Darth Vader basically being a badass, uh, throwing people around like uh, like like rag dolls and maybe they're, they're gonna make kylo ren like that maybe kylo ren's gonna like get some sort of huge boost of power in this next one yeah well you know they i i i don't know who did who directed that one versus the i haven't even seen the han solo movie and i don't know anybody who has actually yeah me neither but that that was taking a really cool character thing and they they messed that up with the i know that they we had to reshoot a lot of the film and a new director took over and all this other bullshit but you know they're not always going to get that right but when they do do it right, it's awesome for you to have like an anthology. But did you have you ever seen that? Um, I, I feel like at the end of these movies, they're doing a good job of giving you something good, uh, feel good ending. Like at the last Jedi, you got to see this you know mic drop kind of thing that Luke Skywalker does, and we got to see Darth Vader finally fucking unleash on people. And uh, but have you ever seen like that that YouTube video of uh, it's it's like it, it's that scene from the you know Darth Vader just going to town on people and it's that uh, they're playing that Queen song "Don't Stop Me Now" where it's like having a good time having a good time <laughs> that's like he's just effing people up it's hilarious <laughs> oh man yeah like, uh, that's just great that's just that's the kind of stuff that I yeah also have appreciation for but I just like the nuanced you know storytelling that was present in that it was like there's a very clear purpose and it, I don't know I just felt like the new one it was like it was so it was just too much it was too much of like change I guess um, that it upset a lot of people including me and I just uh, I wanted to like it so bad and it's like I still appreciate it from like um, I knew what the director was going for and everything it's just I don't know what they're going for for the next one because somebody else is going to take over it now. Maybe J.J. Abrams is going to come back and just say, actually, just kidding, that was all red herrings and, you know, it, that, that, that film was what it was and this next one is going to actually finally satisfy, you know, these burning questions that you had from the first one again. I don't know, man. I don't it was know. definitely a, a mixed reaction and 
I just uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I just was hoping for more of the background on the the space Nazis and stuff. I just felt like that was a little bland and too. I, I'm just waiting for more more backstory and stuff. I, I I want them to build something up and then come to a climax. I don't want them to build it up a little bit, suck the rug out from under you, and then have to try to build it up again for the third one. It's just weird, man. Yeah, I think there's a conspiracy theory uh, going on there. Not maybe I no, I have a con- I have a theory. I have a okay. conspiracy uh, regarding Disney and Star Wars. I think it takes two to conspire, Scott. So maybe mm-hmm. I'll join you. This is what happened. Uh, Disney saw Star Wars. Disney saw the brand cash it had. It saw the merchandising, and what it didn't, what it, what it wanted to do was it wanted to take Star Wars, and it wanted to. What's the word when you take something's balls off? Castrate. Oh, castrate it. it. I wanted. It wanted to castrate. Star Wars, so that it could make room uh, in the in the world for for other trilogies to come forward. Oh, I know. That's what I was saying. Though I was saying, I I, I appreciate what that how they destroyed the whole mantle of the Skywalkers because in the future now you have infinite possibilities to go forward with the universe. Um, but still, it's just like I, I just something about the story arc being kind of like this building it up and smashing it back down again just to, i don't know how they're going to build it back up but yeah I, I think i think you're exactly right and i think that in the long term it will be good for the franchise for the last jedi will be good because sh- it shook things up but in the short term it sucks man because you had a certain expectation and you wanted that that kick you know that star wars fix and it felt distinctly not star wars so i don't know I think that's good that's good theory i would i would conspire with you on that one to say that disney is is setting them up they have a long-term plan for sure that's why they're cranking out a star wars movie every year they, they want to do one every year until like it's the 30th star wars movie in a row and people are just like you know headed up to here with it so pretty much like i'm pretty sure that they're just going for the scott cast route they think they're scott cast you know, dropping dropping episodes, dropping movies uh, with stunning regularity. You know, because they see how great Scott Cast is doing, and they, Disney just wants to mimic the success of Scott Cast. Maybe, probably. I mean, Scott Cast kind of started after those movies, but you know, whatever. Well, you know, <laughs> but like they could just feel it coming. You know, they they knew something like Scott Cast would come, and now that Scott Cast has. Because Scott Cast has been around for a while now. It's been around for like five, seven years. And that's that's enough time for Disney to to raise an eyebrow and wonder, hey, hey, oh, this guy's on to something. He he keeps potting hey, with like... What about this? What if, I don't know. Who, who Who's that? Who the hell is in charge of Disney? That's a good question. I don't know that. Do you know that? Uh, Who fucking runs Disney? Nobody ever thinks about that because it's not Disney. Oh, he's dead. Maybe it. Maybe he's back. I don't know. Not this he's some sure. guy like Don Fogle or something like that. Okay. So Jerry I think I actually do. I think I actually have seen him. I just I for some reason he's just doesn't seem so prominent. You know, like in the media, I don't see him just like popping up like Elon Musk every other five minutes. But um, gosh, I why did board. I mention that? Something. Oh, what if Disney? Okay, what if that guy, whatever his name is. What if he had a dream in the night about Scott Cast? Because in the future, Scott Cast abducted him. That's right. Beat the hell out of him. And he's scared of Scott Cast. He's had a premonition. And he's seen what Scott Cast is going to do. He's had his kind of ESP. His his genetic imprint's tingling, telling him, you know, this Scott Cast thing is going to be a threat. 
I'm pretty sure that's going what's going on because Scottcast is setting up like not only do we not only are we potting at the edge of uh, cutting edge of technology and podcasting glory, like we're we're setting up the pod forever. So like as podcasting as a medium pushes forward, like we're at the edge of that of that medium. Uh, taking advantage of all the technology, and eventually it's going to get to the point where where podcasting isn't so much about like just publishing a new episode every week. Where it, it, podcasting is going to be about uh, going back into the past and rewriting people's entire lives to include Scottcast, so that like so like right now like we're reaching X amount of listeners. Right uh, in the future, we're going to develop time travel technology where we're going to be able to uh, go back into time and give people Scottcast episodes even before uh, Scottcast was released. And so in the, in the future, it's going to be uh, people have been listening to Scottcast for thousands of years, and this is a possibility that can happen in, you know, in, in, in my conservative estimate in about 12 years. Well, you just remind me of something. You ever 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 read the uh, or heard of the series, the sci-fi series, the Foundation? No, tell me about it. The Foundation series. Uh, it's a pretty big deal in the sci-fi community. Everybody who knows classic hard sci-fi knows about this series. I should read it. What's it about? It's, oh, it's who, is it? who writes the, it? It's it's by Isaac Asimov. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he he wrote this series called the Foundation series, and it's basically the whole premise of it is that. There is, um, you know, as we develop an intergalactic civilization, technically in the series, it's not really intergalactic. It's just like a couple hundred worlds, but whatever. It's a huge, you know, interplanetary civilization. And, and, and they find out that basically every, you know, no matter what they do, there's this cycle where, um, you know, like their civilization will build itself up and then eventually, no matter what you do, it, it, it will, you can't always stay, you can't always be pushing forward like what Scott Cash tries to do. Like Scott Cash will always keep getting better. Right. Right. It'll always keep pushing towards the edge of the future and, you know, be, always being the best. But no matter what, the your civilization will eventually reach a dark age where no matter what you do, like a lot of the oh, technologies will, and information, what's that? I said, shut your mouth. Scott Cast will never go dark. <laughs> okay, Scott, hold on a second here. Okay, I mean, you're you're, you're you're making me you're making my heart palpitate over here, saying Scott Cast <laughs> like, is going to go dark. Don't tell me. Don't tell me what's going to happen. Yeah. But basically, yeah. So the idea is that eventually, no matter what you do, you're going to experience a dark age where you're going to regress, and like a lot of your knowledge will be lost, and it'll be like hundreds or thousands of years or millions of years, depending on how long the dark age is, before you get back up to where you were back up to the speed of things and you can progress back to where you were so there exists this this foundation in the series where it's like an arc of knowledge okay where you can go back and you can you can revisit this so that the time between dark ages is is diminished like you you might see the fall of your civilization but there exists this Alexand- library of Alexandria kind of thing, this collection of knowledge that, well, that was lost, but that's maybe that's not a good example. A library of Ange- Alexandria that isn't lost, okay? <laughs> this uh, is good. The internet, you know? <laughs> yeah, so it, that's the idea, right? So Scottcast in the future maybe will be the foundation for people where 
as you know the preventing the downfall of humanity or whatever whatever you want to call the future of our civilization if we still recognize ourselves as human define ourselves that way our civilization will need something that they can go back at and center themselves on maybe scott cast will be uh people's foundation yeah i can easily see like a dark age happening and like the only thing left for people to reference are the endless, endless troves of information that Scottcast presents, which, you know, given 30 episodes, we've covered so much ground. I mean, like, you know, like how much ground have we covered? We've, we've, we've talked about aliens. We've talked about space technology. We've talked about surviving extinction events. We've talked about uh, human psychology. We've talked about... Uh, Sympathizing with Nazis. So Nazi um, sympathizers. We've talked about all sorts of stuff. And that's enough to start a civilization. Dinosaurs, for <laughs> fuck's sake! I mean, like, oh, and there's not, we're not even done talking about dinosaurs, son. I got, we, I got. We a need to talk about freaking those people who think that the the conspiracy conspiracy theories out there about that their dinosaurs never existed and that they're just a big cover up and they're a money maker for big paleo. <laughs> That is which so is, fucking stupid. I, which is, isn't that so fucked up that there, there's actually conspiracies out there who there's the same guy who came up with the flat earther stuff, whatever the fuck his name is. It's I don't know. He's wait. There's a guy who's crazy. coming up with all these dumbass theories. Yeah, this is a smaller thing. Who's for this him, guy? Is the, the, the no dino theory. Oh god. Um, if I heard his name, I would. Uh, I can't. Th- it's on the tip of my tongue. It starts with the E. Maybe his last name Estra. Estra. Oh. Um. Anyways, he's come up with this thing that says that he has a video on it. And I wouldn't. I would not. I would not watch this video. Yeah, it would okay, probably piss I'll me you, off. Because I'll tell you, yeah, it'll just piss any any dino lover off. Any anyone who's interested in, yeah. And um, but basically, he basically goes on to say that like any dinosaur that's ever been found has been just basically the dig site is an you know a, a money maker kind of thing that um, paleontologists. Oh my will, god, paleontologists don't make money. I know. <laughs> That's the funny part. He's such an idiot. They paleontology on the weekend, and then they tend bar during the week. Are you talking about, uh, what's his name, Trevor? Um, Gosh, what's that guy? He's a bartender, and he's a paleontologist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He he was on Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy with the bleached beard and stuff. Yeah, he's a real cool-looking guy. Like, that's just like the state of paleontology. There's, like, not a lot of money in it unless you're getting grants from, like, museums. No, that's what he was saying. That's what he was saying. I've seen that episode. And he says that um, something along the lines of, like, he doesn't make... That's why he's a bartender, because he can barely get by. And there's no such thing as big paleo. Like, you know, the guys, you know, the conspiracy thing, they they just... They just... I don't know. it It doesn't have to make... It doesn't have to make sense, like... It just has to be exciting to them. It's like an ego thing, you know. Like, I mean, I, I want I want to know Ian's opinion on the psychology of the conspiracy conspirators because they are like they are they are like being part of a niche group, right? They like being part, and I don't want to conflate that with esotericism because no. that's what we are. We're not conspirists, conspirators, cons- whatever. We're not people who do who believe really really dumb shit like that. <laughs> We're not fucking anti-vaxxers and big flat Earth people like fuckheads, you know. Pardon my French, um, but like I just feel like those people, they they don't like the status quo. They're like the the kind of people who like embrace those theories are people who have been feel like they've been shit on. The mm-hmm. poor people, the people who are like unsatisfied with their life, right? People who are like 
who need I don't they need something go, they need something crazy right. going on and they need to be the ones who who are uh on the on the right they need to want be the ones who feel like that they they have something over everybody else like they're different like they have some exclusive knowledge like they have this insight they might not be at the top because if they were they would be sold out by the man right you know because like the, the man's already bought you out the big paleo or big big whoever <laughs> big globe you know like flat earth it's the big globe thing like, i don't even get that like what globe manufacturers benefit from that? Who benefits from the round earth theory? I don't know. I don't get it. Airlines, Nobody I really, guess, maybe. What's that? Airlines, maybe. Well, yeah, but they they think that the airlines, yeah, they think the airlines are in on it. But it's like what? Like the airlines still go from point A to point B, anyways. Why would they? Who's lying in their pockets? I don't understand. Like, you know, like they they if they think there's a freaking ice wall at the edge of the earth that keeps people from falling off, it's like I don't know. That seems inconvenient for the airlines. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't get it. I, I don't understand the flat. Like I I I understand why flat Earth people exist. But there are like they just whatever. No matter what evidence you give them, they will try to come up with a rationalization for it. So there's no point in trying to use science with them at all, because if you try to tell like like that guy fucking uh there was it was messing around with my boy Neil deGrasse Tyson and Tyson shut his ass down. Mm. That Bob guy, that rapper, you ever, ever heard of him? What do you say? What do you say? He, he did some weak ass shit with Eminem one time, I think. The Bob. No, I Anyways, know. No, he didn't do Eminem. He did it with. Uh, I know. I know who you're talking about. He oh, he was um, like, you, know, you ever see those night skies with the fucking planes? Yeah, and the it's, it's hilarious. Stars. His, his lyrics are about the yeah the night sky with the shooting stars. Yeah, yeah. Really wish he could make a wish right now. That shit? Yeah. yeah I wish. So he started a fucking GoFundMe campaign. <laughs> which is already, Wait, so he, he doesn't have enough money from the fucking paycheck from singing with I Paramore? Know. He's a greedy motherfucker. He wants attention. He wants the publicity because he's a, he's a B-list fucking celebrity. And he wants to, you know, get some extra attention in the media and have a social media following because nothing else is fulfilling in his life. Guess so not. he actually like took this picture of like the... Of um, because he, he lives in New York, he took a picture that shows like you know, the the supposed curvature of the Earth. Like he's like, you know, I shouldn't be able to see the tops of uh, Manhattan from this distance because of the curvature of the Earth or whatever. But it's like they're giant fucking buildings. Of course, you can see them over the horizon. You can't see the smaller buildings, but you can see the taller ones. So Neil deGrasse Tyson like shut him down on that. But basically, he was doing a GoFundMe to launch his own satellite. Like that's, into space. that's the most amazing thing to me. He started to GoFundMe about this. How about go fuck yourself? Why don't you? Why don't you like, go fuck yourself? Is there a go fuck yourself thing? I'll donate to that. Like he, like he's all about tearing down the idea that there's a round earth, but he doesn't want to put his own money behind it. Like you he can wants literally to reveal the world to the world that that the Earth is flat, but eh, he doesn't want it to hit the bank. <laughs> like literally with GoFundMe, they had like loose loose terms. It's not like Kickstarter and stuff where they say that you actually have to have a goal and you have to hit it, and if you don't, everybody gets refunded. GoFundMe just says like you know you you not you're not supposed to use the money for irresponsible things or whatever. But it's like you could just you could have just pocketed it. But when this story came out, I was, like, flabbergasted, and I was glad Neil deGrasse Tyson was addressing it. It was last year. It was 2017. Lord. And then, uh, what's that? I said, go on. Okay, so so basically, he was raising money, and I remember one of the astronauts from the freaking ISS, the space station, 
was tweeting him back, basically. And this was right after a hurricane. I don't remember which one because we got hit by a few last year. Um, and it was like he was saying, like, okay, and he was trying to raise money to launch his own satellite. And the, the astronaut said, here's pictures from the ISS right now. I can show you the curvature of the Earth. Why don't you take the GoFundMe stuff and donate it to the hurricane victims right now who are suffering effects of right. people like you, the climatolo- you know, the anti-climate change people out there and stuff like that, the deniers who are, like, ignoring the fact that our Earth is, you know, gone, done, fucked itself, as Ian would say, and that there's all these repercussions. And, like, you know, why not, why not use that money for something good? Like, don't launch a satellite. That's extremely expensive. Like, it costs more than – his goal was, like, a million dollars. And it, it'll cost more than that to get your – payload up there the cost per kilogram is way too high for you to actually launch a payload anyways what you can do scott if you really wanted to see the curvature of the earth is get a freaking weather balloon every freaking college physics class or whatever you know like a phd or or even i think math you know master's students they just they just get a normal balloon put a gopro on it get a gopro and put a wi-fi signal or something yeah but, you know, then people are like, oh, but then he used a fisheye cam, you know? They used a fisheye cam. That's why there's the curvature. It's like, okay, well, apparently no one knows how to not use a fisheye cam when they're trying to disprove this stuff. But it, it, anyways, it's ad nauseum for these flat earth people. There's so many ways that you could disprove them, and they're just like, they don't get it. Like, they, they can't get all of their shit together to, for, like, a compendium of knowledge for why the flat earth thing makes sense but each individual argument they'll try to make a rationalization for it and it's just all just you know it's exciting for them i guess it's it's like the people who like to create the fear and excitement for like the end of the world stuff like remember back in 2012 oh yeah uh, you had like people saying the world was going to end and then that didn't happen yeah i said a lot of stupid shit on december 31st 2011 (laughs) I wish I could take back. <laughs> go, don't worry. One day we'll go back in time and fix it, Scott. Okay, It'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there's just people who like to believe in all these things. And it's like, you know, like the, we faked the moon landing. I know they've talked about that on Rogan's podcast, the moon landing with Neil deGrasse Tyson. And I don't know, man. Like, basically, it's like, you know it happened, but it's like whether or not the footage is real. Like, who cares? It happened, you know? Like, who cares if the footage even is even real? You know that we did it. You know that we went there. Yeah, can't like, you, like, see, t- like, the shit on the moon from, like, with a telescope? People are like, you just can't see it, you know, where I want to see the hard evidence. It's like, do a, take get off your ass for five seconds and just go out, and you can't really actually get a clear image of the landing site from the Earth exactly you'd have to actually be i get that like and then you're trusting nasa for the images i that's the conundrum it's like okay if you want to actually have a good enough telescope to really zoom in and look at the landing site you have to rely on nasa which supposedly is already you know big globe themselves or whatever so that's the perfect conundrum with all the globe manufacturers (laughs) yeah i know but you can't make that much money off globes people who buys globes anymore Uh, globes are pure profit they're just empty balls right you know (laughs) But, yeah, the people who think of this are empty balls for brains. But, um, yeah, no, it's just like it's it, any good conspiracy theory is one where it's like it, for you to actually take the effort to go do it, it's like either too much effort or it's like unreasonable for you to do it. It's like the people who think that there's like spaceships buried underneath the pyramids because you're not going to be able to excavate the pyramids. Egypt won't let you do that. So it's how convenient for you to say the only location where the underneath underneath the pyramids, that's the only place you can check. Like, it's right underneath the pyramids, the only place where we can't dig further. Like, 
I get that. Like I get. I think it'd be a good idea. I don't. But, but for tourism, they're not going to let it let it let them do that. But just to shut these people up. But like you know, like what they did with the Easter. What, what do they call it? Easter Island? Those or is it Stonehenge? No, Easter Island. Remember, they used to think it was just the heads sticking uh-huh. out of the ground. Yeah. And then they actually dig. They dug further and they found there was a little bodies underneath that. It wasn't just heads sticking out of the ground. There's actually more to it. So they were missing out because they didn't dig deeper. Right. But. I don't know. People just like to look at latch onto that the, you know, the one area where it's like you know, it'd be too hard for them to make the observation themselves and see with their own eyes, and then they don't trust. Even if you show them any kind of evidence, they'll say, "Well, the person who gave you that evidence is in on it," and at that point, you're done talking with them. Yeah. Um, because they'll just say, like, if you show someone, like Neil deGrasse Tyson said that when he tries to talk to someone um, who's got a conspiracy theory. That you know, he asked them, "What's the biggest piece of evidence that you would need to disprove your theory?" And like for the the moon landing, it was this guy said, "I need to see pictures of the landing site, whatever, blah blah blah." So he's like, "Okay, well, here's the images. I just got them from NASA or whatever." And the guy says, "Well, you got it from NASA, and they're in on it, you know." And at that point, you know, he said, "I was he was done." And I think that's a good way of approaching it. But what do you think about? I, I'm curious about what you think on the pyramids because you sound like a you like the ancient aliens thing, which I'm not saying is bad. I don't, I don't dislike or. Well, you let me know, tell you. I, let me, let me tell you my theory on this stuff. Like okay, like there's like like there's some stupid conspiracy theories, like the flat Earth, you know, that kind of stuff. That's just dumb. But the conspiracy theory that I totally believe in is secret controlling societies like uh, like okay. Illuminati or lizard people or something like that because yeah, it just, doesn't have to be them but anybody it, just could be doing it right it's, it's something I don't, who knows because we don't know because we're we're, we're stupid and we're, we're the lower beings but there's got to be some sort of secret society Illuminati whatever how have you lizard people living you ever heard underground. of the Rosenthal family who I, I don't know. I remember reading this years ago. Something about the Rosenthal family runs everything. I can see that. Rose, Rosen something. I can um, see like a, a single family running everything. Because like the way things are going, the way, the way like if you, if you ever read the news, if you ever like see like anything to do with anything, like there's no way the people who are in charge are actually running things smooth enough that we're that that we're not being constantly embroiled in in insane conflicts and stuff like that like there's got to be some sort of uh guy pulling strings underneath the under the table that I mean just look I mean I'm not I'm going to make this not make this political or anything but I mean just look like uh, the crazy shit that even happens in America with our society I mean you, right. it's the baffling shit that just it, it is escapes me how stupid our just not just with the lax election but just in general you know like with how crazy our fucking political system is I mean and how corrupt it is it's like if if anybody had their hand in there man the in, their hand in the cookie jar and they could just influence from the top down you know man that would suck yeah I mean I mean we're constantly seeing ways that like the people who are currently in power that we know are in power say politicians etc. Uh, we, we're constantly seeing ways that they're secretly manipulating things and getting kickbacks and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So like, so if if they're if they're always getting caught, they're always getting all these things 
and like it's it's like common practice at this point for them to do it then what what's to say that there's not some sort of secret uh society underground that's really pulling all the strings making things happen and that all these people these politicians presidents governors congress people all these people aren't just aren't just puppets that are that are that are put on the world stage to to cause a ruckus and have the media blasted at them, and like that's their job is because like some of these people have the most ridiculous opinions on shit, and like in the things that people uh, start as a political conversation, the the things that people seem to care about, the things that that people seem to fight about. Like, like between like the like between like the two main parties, uh, conservatives, and liberal people, like a lot of these fights, I feel like are totally inefficient fights. Like it should be obvious what we should do. We should all subscribe to Scottcast and just listen to me. But that hasn't happened yet. I haven't had a single call or a single email saying uh, asking what my opinion on public policy is. And you know why? That's because <laughs> there's an Illuminati. And they're doing it all. So like no one the needs airwaves to... there. What's going on? Yeah, like yeah. So like, I feel like I feel like that. I feel like that. There's no. There's absolutely no way that 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 the current powers that be are the actual powers that are. I feel like there's got to be something else, some other system going on, and it must be Illuminati. I don't know, man. I I I think I give a lot of credit to people for being able to do inspirational things. Like, um, you know, I give a lot of credit for people who can do really good, positive impacts for the world. But just the flip side of that is that you just get people who have been corrupted by power. And uh, I don't know. It almost takes away. Like, I mean, you're almost taking it out of there. Like, if there's somebody else who's who's uh, you know, they're just a puppet of somebody else. It it kind of takes away from the I don't know. It kind of discredits how much of an asshole that person is themselves. I mean, I think that people have the potential to be really good or really evil. You know, they have potential to be huge assholes, and uh, I think it's more just you know them being them and being influenced by the power. And I don't know, man. I don't know if there's like because if there is somebody that's governing everything, I I don't know if it could be a family if the lineage would last that long. I mean. I don't know. I think it's a I'm different race because a, ra- a different alien. race could do it. I'm not saying it's aliens, man. Yeah, but, but it's a different race of aliens. <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely a different species because human beings can't seem to comprehend. It's fucking eagles, man. God, Probably so eagles. You know, they're pretty bad. Crafty motherfuckers. Yeah, they're just they're, yeah, they're, they're hyper evolved dinosaurs. <laughs> Here's your conspiracy: are. the eagle conspiracy. Okay, That's just it. look at the just look at the U.S. dollar. Is there not an eagle on it? I don't know if there's an eagle on the U.S. dollar. Look at the, the symbol of America, the eagle. That's right. There you go. Yeah, why is why is the eagle a symbol of America? It should be like a turkey, shouldn't it? Mm. Like, cause like the because that makes a lot more sense for America. Like that's what that's what you see turkeys all the time. You know the Egyptian ing, the winged god of Ra. The Ra has the wings and stuff. That's mm-hmm. a fucking eagle, dude. So like ever since Egyptian times, eagles have been ruling the roost. Have you ever seen that video of an eagle uh, throwing a mountain goat off of a mountain? Well, we went. We covered that last time. Yeah. Well, there we go. So, like, <laughs> so <laughs> they, they've already infiltrated over. this podcast. That's why I'm mentioning it because of the last podcast. Oh, okay. That's the entire reason why I'm mentioning eagles, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! I have a memory of a gnat, man. Jesus Christ was an eagle. <laughs> Jesus Christ was an eagle. That's what I was trying to say. No, that's what I was trying to say earlier, though, when we were talking about friggin', you know, imprints and stuff and. 
God. What if you found out you were the imprint of Jesus? You know? I mean, there wasn't any cameras back then. King Herod missed out on that one. If he had the tech, tech, he should have ran the eye check on uh, baby Jesus there. He should have had a guy doing eye paintings. Well, you know how people always ask you, like, those questions like, well, if you had to pick one person from history or whatever. But nobody ever thinks think of, like, an obvious one. I'm like, well, I just want to meet Jesus. Yeah, let's see what that guy's about. Like, oh, that's a good one. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, like, just look at how much of our, uh, you know, that's a pretty long, that's a long enough time ago that you can see the influence of that, the repercussions of that ripple on and on and on from just one singular guy whether he existed or not i mean um, i'm not gonna go into religious stuff here i'm just saying i mean i'm, right. I'm christian but whatever you know I, i'm not i'm not gonna deny like i'm not gonna be like that guy who's closed-minded or whatever you know i think there's pretty but good evidence like, that he existed as a person what if jesus was an alien that's know? possible what if that was his shtick that's why, you know... What if the, all the, the major con- religions were started by aliens coming down yeah. and, like, That's influencing what, these people? Because it, it makes sense that aliens would do it that way. Like, they would Yeah, come- like, they're influencers, and they give us, like, uh, you know, they, they give us some good messages, and they expect us to write it down, but then they don't expect us to fuck it up like we do. Right, because, like, every <laughs> culture has, like, these different... They have, they have similarities between them all, but they also have, like, these different things. So I can imagine, like, an alien race looking at uh, the Earth, and then coming down, like, they'll send a guy down to India. They'll send a guy down to the Middle East, you know, and then they'll send a guy down to the Native Americans. And, and um, they basically all have, like, the same template they got to follow, but they do it their own way. Like, everyone has a flood story, so it's like, okay, you got to mention a flood somewhere, blah, blah, blah. And uh, you got to mention humans love a good flood story. Yeah, they love now a good flood story. We need to w- floods are important for some reason. We're aliens. I don't know why. And so, like, they just tailor these stories to fit the culture at the time. You know, like like uh, India, like they really needed some uh, polytheism. You know, so they got Hinduism. You know, in the Middle East, we needed we needed that lineage of the Judaism, Christianity, and, and, and the Islam for some reason. I don't know why. And well, then I think Native it, Americans, they, they needed a lot of naturalistic stuff. I think that in those situations, if that was in this hypothetical situation, they wouldn't meddle that like to quite to that extent throughout history. It would I think just kind of be. Why a, not? Why not? They have the power. Why not? No, I'm just saying, like, I mean, like, to literally, like, dictate everything, unless they're just really bored. I want to call it I dictating. Mean, they, they they come down, no, they not, start these religions because, like, they're an advanced civilization. They see humanity. They find a way. Like, they can use this magical... Like 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 how we have this magical that this attraction to the magical and the mysterious, and they take advantage of that, and they're like, no, I don't oh, we can influence I... these people to start civilizations. We can influence these people to have a certain moral code. We can influence these people to build civilization up to a certain point, and that certain point they're trying to get us to is to a point where we can like explore space and go underground and stuff like that, and become more ascend this scale that you're talking about, where we can become godlike and right, become amongst right, them. Right. Because we can't just stare at these alien beings like with our own two eyes, you know. Like we can't just do that. Like they're too awesome and crazy. And like every maybe single religion a, has that aspect that, to it. Maybe they exist on a realm that we don't um, exist on, and so they have to pop into our realm. And they're a little confused, you know. They don't they don't understand the nuances of us as a culture, but they know how to like. But no, what I was talking about, like dictating. I was talking about being a dictator. I was talking about dictating as in like when a therapist dictates their notes. 
you know, they dictate, they say things and it's transcribed later at a later date. It's not the original thing, but they dictate, they say something and then people write it down. Like they narrate, you know, what some some wisdom. Okay, kind of like the freaking Lord of the Rings uh, series. What's Lord like of the, the Rings series? Lord of the Rings, like they have the, the wise wise old men, uh-huh. like Gandalf and those guys. And they're coming there, the influence, they're like the angels, right? They come in and they they influence, they're, they're higher beings. They come in, they're not supposed to directly be involved in conflicts, but they're supposed to be the, the wise men that, that guide the development of humanity and and not just humanity in the Lord of the Rings, any any race, but, you know, they're supposed to be there as like the wise men who for counsel. Right, you know, but they stay. They stay in the, in the Lord of the Rings. They they stick around, which is kind of weird. Like in Bibli- in regular biblical stories, they're always there for a finite amount of time. Because let's see, if Jesus was still around today, that clear up a bunch of shit. Okay, but he pieced out pretty quick. Yeah. Okay. And it was like boom, he's there. Bam, got to go back up to heaven. See you later. Good luck. All right. I'll be back. Maybe. Please, please make sure you write. And they try, we tried. We wrote the, you know, wrote some things down. Never, <laughs> Did message you get that wasn't up really by? <laughs> he's, he's looking at the first script going, oh, God, you messed that. That's not what I said. Come on, guys. I was drunk when I said that. God. <laughs> Literally. Sorry, guys. I had too much Sorry. water. Yeah. They turned that water into wine. That's right. Yeah, no, it's just interesting, man. Like, I, I think that... Yeah, so it's like you got these influencers, but it's like I don't know. I I just don't think it like for 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 aliens to be that hands on. It just seems like it's, it seems like a dirty way of doing. Like they would just. I I feel like if anything, like aliens would be like, all right, well, let's give them a Jupiter so that they can deflect. You know, cause deflect major. Uh, they like gave us the perfect set of conditions to 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 grow into what we were. Right. If anything, someone like God, like as in a godlike kind of figure. So whether it's aliens or God or something, something instilled within us the right conditions for life. Like, like I said with the Jupiter thing, like we're not getting hit by asteroids anymore for human humanity. But the, the definitely the the dinos got screwed. But maybe that was like them hitting the reset button. You know, they're like these so guys are too cool. The, these things They're are too, too cool. cool. They're way cooler than we are. We better. We <laughs> That's need, we need some lame shit. Let's make these naked monkeys, okay? Let's just do naked yeah. monkeys, okay? <laughs> yeah, we can't handle the, the T Rex uh, fighting right. up there as Xenosaurus. We can't handle these amazing sauropods. We can't amaz- handle these 5,000 ton, freaking 100 foot long beasts. We can't handle the Quetzalcoatlus. Have you seen the Quetzalcoatlus, man? No. This thing is 550 pounds. It, like, towers over you. I have pictures uh, of me standing next to a scale model Quetzalcoatlus, 1-1 scale. And the thing is just massive. I love this fucking thing. It's, it's, you but wouldn't see, believe thing, that it Scott. flew, but it totally did. But here's the thing. Would that have eventually learned to use tools and explored the galaxy? Maybe not. Why, why would it need to? With that. It would, it's so awesome by itself. It doesn't need right. so tools. That would be the stupid aliens hypothesis that, or the, or the happy, you know, like they're happy with where the, the, the stay at home aliens, right? Who, who, you know, like maybe there's aliens out there, but they're like the dinosaurs. Maybe there's a planet full of not actual dinosaurs. I'm using a metaphor here. It's full of dinosaurs who are fine doing their own thing. They have no reason to ever leave their planet. Right. right? And they're just they're just chilling there, a planet full of eagles, you know, and they're just having a great fucking time. Yeah, it's so a party. like maybe the so the aliens might have been pissed about that instead of fucking meteor, and maybe it wasn't even a meteor, but you know they're probably like 
throwing a stone. You know, for them, it'd be like a stone throw. Like, you yeah. stupid dinosaurs, let's extinct you. They threw the stone. That's a meteor. It exploded. Hit the reset button. And, oh, you know, these mammals, they look pretty good. You know, they need to use fire because they're freaking stupid. You know, they, they, they uh, you know, they get cold and they don't have fur and they need to create fire and make tools. And eventually that'll lead to uh, space exploration and they'll join us in the cosmic scale. Man, I hate Maybe aliens, that's man. Aliens are just a bunch of, you know, they just, they just want someone to play with, you know. And, and the dinosaurs were just too cool for them. So they decided to nuke them. God, I hate aliens. I wish dinosaurs were still around. Hmm. Well, I wonder if we would eventually have uh, co-evolved with the dinosaurs. That'd be pretty sick. No, we'd get eaten. No, nah, but like, what if like life finds a way? Yeah, it would find a way. Would find. We would <laughs> find, find a way, our way into their stomach. Yeah, but like, what? So we still evolved with predators, though. So Not those I mean, predators. Who's, who's to say? <laughs> yeah, but the I predators mean, okay. we evolved with were shit. Compared to the dinosaurs, are you kidding me? Who's to say that? Who's to say that there's? They would have taken every possible plot of land, you know. They who's did to say that we wouldn't. Humans wouldn't have found everywhere a way. in the world, every continent. There's dinosaurs. I know in every continent, Scott. I'm just saying, like Including every Antarctica. piece of land. Like there's a certain areas where maybe on the, the grasslands of freaking Africa or whatever, you know. I don't know. Just like. Places where dinos, you know, decided, eh, you can have the Gobi Desert. No, there eh, are dinosaurs in every the... single environment. There's dinosaurs know, in the I desert. There's dinosaurs in the forest. There's dinosaurs in the snow. There's dinosaurs everywhere. There's dinosaurs in the in, in chaotic environments. Oh. There's dinosaurs in neutral environments. There's dinosaurs everywhere. They're the most right. evolved animals of, the, of, of animal history. But what I'm saying is there was originally Pangea, or Pangea, or however you want to say it, mm-hmm. and the climate in every region has changed drastically throughout all those 65 million years, and and they're at, at those every every spot, right, because they're just stuck in the ground, but that doesn't mean that they needed to occupy every part of the globe at one given did. instant. At one given instant in time, they occupied every single part of the globe. It wasn't yeah. throughout all the different periods. Yeah, like in the Cretaceous period, they dominated the world. Every single place in the world had but dinosaurs. Every, so you're saying every single period, they would occupy every single available plot of land that humanity couldn't find a small plot of land to... I mean, we might be able to cower somewhere, but like... That's it, what it I'm saying. Cowering. We, we wouldn't develop into this. We wouldn't be podcasting. Well, you, but we'd get, we, we try to podcast, and then a stingy Malik would come and just knock our faces off. But who's to say that you wouldn't have still the say, same development of you know humanity cowering, and then developing with other mammals that were also cowering, like dogs, that would alert the, them of predators, and they could get by, and eventually find some niche uh, involvement in the dinosaur, the rise of the dinosaurs. Who's to say that we would have been completely wiped out? Well, here's the deal. Like, the only reason that, uh, that, that humans, like, really came to be who we are is, is because of our evolved brains and our use of tools and stuff like that and our ruthless nature. So, when you consider dinosaurs, and if, like, they were, and you got to understand, dinosaurs were hyper-evolved when we were just rats, and they wouldn't just stop evolving, because okay. because we're around, they'd keep evolving too, and like and so we just wouldn't have a chance. We like it's oh, like okay. it's like starting a race with uh, with and some guy has a car already, and we're over here like starting on foot. 
Like so, like they'd end up by the time we get to us, they're 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 the aliens. Oh my god, they're the aliens. <laughs> I just want to look on your face. I just, I just figured it all out. <laughs> they come. It was a cover up, man. The aliens had a cover up. They're the fucking dinosaurs that were evolved, and they're the lizard men. I get that now. That's that what happened. The they Illuminati. didn't go extinct. They just it's decided to. They just decided. You know what? Let's go behind the scenes and right. fuck with these people. Because that makes There's sense. There's probably one big group of them that said, fuck all these other dinosaurs. We're going to bomb the shit out of ourselves and make it look like we took ourselves right. out. Meanwhile, we've been here all along. And, you know, humanity was too dumb to document anything earlier on because they didn't write shit down and have language till till later on. And then, by then, the dinos were already, like, ready to, you know... They're already so smart, but they're realizing maybe they don't have the tools. They're not the use of tools and stuff like that. It's starting to become a disadvantage. Maybe it's better to harness the power of humanity than it is to, you know. There's some hyper-evolved T-Rex somewhere in some cave pulling some strings, uh, causing civilization to twist and turn the way it does. You know, I could see that. I could see that happening. I don't know. I think that somebody would have slipped up somewhere, but they... I don't think there's no slip ups. I don't think I don't think dinosaurs are the kind of beings to have a slip up. I mean, unless I don't know if the dinosaurs would like change their physiology to keep up because it seems like it's too much of an advantage for humans to have opposable thumbs and use tools and fire versus the dinosaurs eventually going. You know, say that they stuck around. You know, they would they might continue to evolve, but I don't know if they would ever. They might be smarter. I'm saying, I'm saying their brains would be smarter. No, dinosaurs are physical- pretty smart. Dinosaurs I, had all I'm sorts not saying, of... Yeah. I'm just talking about the, the, the hardware. What you got? What, what you got to manipulate your environment with? Yeah, you're the dominant predator. I, I get that. But what about the manipulation of tools? That would seem like it would be a really good matchup. It would seem like if they were to... I, I, I think would, you're just I being... Just you're, just being uh, you're just being uh, hominid-centric over here. You you're think that like just to be the dominant species, you have to have tools. I'm pro-homo, man. You're pro-homo. I'm not no-homo. <laughs> I'm just... I'm pro-homo. You're pro-homo. I think that... I believe in the power of homo. And I think that, uh, yeah, the primates definitely... Yeah, it would, would it would be an interesting clash. It would be like... I would love to see a Planet of the Apes scenario where humans overthrew the dinosaurs, just like how the, the Planet of the Apes overthrew the humans in Planet of the Apes. That'd be fucking sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I think, that's, I think that's the plot of the next Jurassic World. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, uh, I don't know. I didn't see the new one. Have you seen the new one yet? I, I have seen the new seen one. It. You saw it? Yes, I did. Okay, all right. I got to watch that. We, uh, Yeah, you need to watch that. And uh, I have a, I have an episode I want to do all about it, but also all about dinosaurs. Like, I want to, like, you know, I love talking about dinosaurs like this, but I have so much stuff I want to say about dinosaurs that we need to have, okay. like, I need to have you and Ian here. We're going to have a game about it, and we're going to do a okay. full review of The Fallen Kingdom. It's going to be like a dinosaur-centric, amazing special episode. It might be episode okay. 50. Really, I like I good. like talking about dinosaurs because I can see it. It strikes a chord with you when we do talk about it, and I like that because it, it it stimulates the conversation a little bit, so it <laughs> stokes the fire. Conversation's boring until dinosaurs come up. <laughs> I like that we're I like that we're debating hypotheticals here. That's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm positing one thing, and I'm not discrediting what you're saying either. I think they're both cool to think about the 
the idea that you know the dinosaurs are the aliens, they are the progenitors, and they are the the Illuminati. They are the forerunners. But I also like the idea of like what if the what if scenario? What if we had just co-evolved with them? That would have been interesting to think about, you know, and all the different changes because we don't know what the hell, you know. Anyways, we would have just got fucked around, you know. We would have got it messed up. That's what would have happened. Oh, wow. We would never develop textiles. We would have never developed computer chips. We would have never developed anything. We wouldn't have ever developed tools. We'd be too busy running for our lives. I would, uh, yeah. We should, we should occasionally hit on conspiracy theories. And I like talking about space. I'm going to keep on fucking bringing up space because I like, you opened up a can of worms with that one episode. Oh, yeah. So, because it all ties together. I mean, just, it really just, it's not just space, it's science. I mean, everything just ties together when you um, take multiple disciplines and you learn the lessons from each one and you can kind of use that to supplement uh, looking into a certain. Like, it's like when you gotta have a think tank of people, it's better to have like a multidisciplinary team so that you can solve problems because, you know, there's certain things that just have over, good overlap with other areas of science and they all just work on the same principles where you if you if you have an idea if, if something works you can test it out and if it's not if it's falsifiable it's a good you know that's a good theory flat earth isn't a fucking good theory because it's not none of the stuff that they come up with is or any of these conspiracy theories ultimately it comes down to you can't uh falsify any of their claims you know you can't say like oh well you know just prove that we didn't really talk about it, but I mean, I think there's, you know, there's like two types of conspiracy people out there. There's the people that think that something isn't true. So there's an established fact that they're trying to shit on. Okay. So like, okay, they we didn't land doesn't. on the moon. That's not true. And then there's other people who just like to make up, okay, well, this is true, you know? And so like, um, like the flat earth people would like to say that round, round, the round earth isn't true. But, you know, like, um, people who say that, that there's, you know, like a cover-up or, like, uh, you know, aliens built the pyramids or whatever, you know, that's, I guess, I don't know, I guess maybe they tie into each other. Because you have to say something isn't true that you think and then it supplemented with something that is true. But I just think that you're discredit, like, a lot of the conspiracies discredit people throughout history, like... Even when you were saying the Einstein thing, it was like, you're saying Einstein's an alien. I mean, that discredits Einstein's I didn't Einstein's say he was an alien. I said he was influenced by aliens. Okay, all right. I'm just saying, like, and then you, when you say that, not you, when one says that, when a conspiracist says that, you know, uh, the ancient Egyptians didn't build the pyramids, well, that's pretty rude. Okay, <laughs> like, they worked really fucking hard on those things. They didn't use <laughs> slaves either. They didn't, not, not like... Uh, you know, the, the, I don't know if people. I hope most people know this, but the Hebrews never built the pyramids. Oh. It was pay, paid workers from the, and you can see like the freaking uh, logs and stuff of them paying their workers to build the damn pyramids. Like, here you go, here's your rations. You get your little beer gruel. It was like a gruel of like almost like a soup that would pay them. You get a beer, per, you know, a couple beer, two beers per day and some some other benefits for, and they got paid well to beer, build those pyramids. And then the reason why they stopped building the pyramids is it was too damn expensive to keep building them because like they can't keep paying this large workforce. You know, I mean, when you're in the height of your civilization, it's no big deal, but you can't just keep building these giant pyramids. And that was a huge construction thing for them. And like, that's like somebody, I don't know, what's a, what's a modern example of us building something awesome? Like, how would you feel if in a thousand years they were like, well, the humans couldn't have built the Hoover Dam because they're just idiots back right. then. They didn't know how to do shit. Yeah, it's you know, hard to it's imagine. Like, like, my dad used to have this uh, 1930 Model A dump truck. 
and it's this dump truck that was just made by a Model A, and it max speed, 30 miles an hour. Uh, it weighed like five tons. Like I drove it once, and it was like it's it's a very it's a it's 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 a it takes muscle to drive. It's a and like the idea that basically that's exactly what they used to build the Hoover Dam with. It's like oh my god, you you really get, gain a lot of respect for the people who built that because. Yeah. Projects like that don't undergo today with all the technology we have. And I was thinking right. about that uh, when I was on my trip to Chicago. There was a lot of all these buildings with, like, all the old buildings have all these ornate uh, structures on the outside. All these, uh, all like these beautiful carvings and stuff like yeah. that. And like, uh, like there's this one terracotta building where it had all these beautiful, unique statues all over it but like and you and you see the building next to it that was built recently and it's just like all windows so it's just like all a cinder block and it's just whatever it's just like just plying on yeah. there you know that's and just people working really hard for a long time on a certain project they're spent it's their life project and we have a hard time grasping that even something could last more than a generation to build like the pyramids and stuff was a multi-generation approach you would you wouldn't fin- see the finished project you don't go yep built that pyramid you go i yep i built that base of that pyramid my yeah. grandchildren's grandchildren will finish building it one day or something i mean that's like people can't an- imagine that but that's just like your daily life that's your day to day right and uh i, well, I think it's the gratification just, thing that we need it's cuz of the internet yeah, damn it Yep. Well, anything you read on the internet is uh, can justify your your conspiracy theory. Like if you type in any search term with any kind of link throughout history, I mean, you can you can instantly fabricate whatever you want, fill in all the gaps. If you want to just like, if that gives you a little dopamine kick, it makes you feel like you figured out something smart. Or even even if you're lazier and you just listen to somebody else who's already done all that for you and makes you, you're not even smart. You're listening to someone that you think has outsmarted everyone else. And now, good job. You've mindlessly subscribed to someone who's come up with a bullet point list of why flat earth theory debunks all the most common arguments for the round earth theory. And you've you've actually you've, you've inflated your, your ego, and you haven't even done that yourself. You just read alternative facts that someone's yeah. provided that makes you feel like you know something that that the, the, these more successful, more smarter, scientifically literate, or at least rational fucking human beings who I don't know who who, who think who I don't have cognitive dissonance have have come to the conclusion for you so you think you're different than those people who are more and you wonder why they're more successful than you it's because they're not a fucking conspiracy theorist they actually like you know have critical thinking skills and they don't i don't know it's just it's just a crazy thing man it's a big ego booster i can't i don't that's conspiracy it's fun to think about but then when it's time for reality check you know some people like the 2000 2012 end of the world people you know if they really valued their theory they would have given all their assets to everyone, you know, before they fucking peaced out. They would have given all their possessions away and all that stuff like that because the world's going to end if you really believe that, you know. But it's like, no, you don't believe it. You believe in the excite, the idea of it. You know, it's like when you... I remember Neil deGrasse Tyson said that he was... Um, talking to some conspiracy who thought it was going to be the end of the world. And when he debunked him, the guy was, like, fucking depressed, you know, because, oh, I was wrong. Like, I thought this was going to be, like, he told him, I think it was, there was a, there's a, a fault line in Manhattan that he thought was going to 
well, one day New York is going to fucking get torn apart by this fault line that people don't know about. And then Neil deGrasse Tyson said that fault line is dead. It hasn't done anything in like a million years. So it's there's like zero, almost zero chance probability of it ever happening, like we even have an earthquake at all. And the guy was like, shit. And it was like, you're sad that the world isn't going to end? How fucked up is your life? <laughs> go see go see fan favorite Ian Dixon. Get some advice on how to how to lead a fulfilling life. Don't bank it on these stupid fucking theories. <laughs> don't give these people. Don't give these people. You think that you're being cool by not subscribing to the man by going onto YouTube and subscribing to all these conspiracy theorist people. You're fucking padding their pockets. Right. Way to go. Way to pat pat yourself on the back because you're you're letting someone take advantage of you not knowing shit. And not being smart enough, and they're taking it's just it's just like any other corporate America bullshit. They're taking advantage of you know. There's people out there who have a position of that you know influence and power, and they're using that to fuck you over and, and take your money. Even if you're not literally giving them money, you're giving them money. That's money that you could have in your pocket, sir. If you just had a fucking brain. That's right. Anyways, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, with that said, this episode has been sponsored by www.audibletrial.com forward slash scottcast. Uh, why don't you go on Audible and get yourself an audio book all about these different conspiracy theories so that you can list it out and you, then, and you can uh, go around and piss off David uh, and, and, uh, and, and uh, lord it over everybody you know. It'll be great. You know, get yourself a book on Flat Earth. Get yourself a book on something like that. And if that's not your style, you, you're more into science. You're more into all that there's a shit ton more books about actual science on there and you should download one of those and uh we got to end up this episode man it's we we got we got some good potting done today yeah it was good they're they're fun what if scenario that's why it's fun talking it is always fun talking conspiracy theory because you never it just it just kind of you never know what you're going to end up talking about you never know if you're going to find out some maybe new cool kind of ideas that you know are stupid but it's fun to think about yeah as long as you're not fucking nobody benefited none of these fucking flat earth people benefited us from us talking about it if anything we just shit on them so it was good yeah that's right so, like, I, I want to start ending ScottCast with uh, more, with, with a new ending, because we, we used to do, well, we always do, like, we bid adieu, right? Right. We much ado do. about nothing. Yeah, like, and that's what it is. It's much ado about nothing. Uh, because I think I did it once, just accidentally off the cuff. And uh, and then we cuffed ourselves to it, like you said earlier, and 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 we always did it. Like that's how well, we ended. Well, it. I said was you were always doing it. It was it was something you said off the cuff, yeah. and then through doing that, now you have these shackles on you that you must say you must bid them a, our our beloved listeners adieu. But yeah. what would you? How else would you? How else would you release them from this? You know, this pleasure filled experience of Scottcast. Well, I want to remind them that they just listened to Scottcast. So I was thinking like we could end with something like it, and that was a Scottcast. Oh, that's it? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Well, what do you think? <laughs> that's that. Then that was a Scottcast. Like, it, but it, that's all, folks. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, not to offend anyone with the speech impediment out there. I think that would be a cool way to end it. But um, yeah, so what, you're just gonna just gonna say, well, that's Scottcast. I guess. Thanks for tuning in, you Gators. Yeah. Scott Castigators. Please pick up, uh, go to the Scott Cast store and buy your Gator shirt. Yeah. Which is coming up. We'll, we'll along make one. with other merchandise that you can buy. We have so much merchandise to make. We got a coffee so table much. book. We got 37 t shirts. We got. Uh, 
Uh, we got a, we got bags to to drink beer out of while you bicycle. Um, it, all sorts of things. I got a new shirt that we just came up with that's got the uh, reference to getting psyched or psyched, depending on your how you read the shirt. That's right. It's gonna be it's gonna be sweet, man. Get psyched for Scottcast. Yeah, because we, we we together we form like the freaking you know what is it called in Harry Potter the freaking oh well, I'm blanking it's the Elder Wand and the the cloak and the the ring they Three. form the Deathly Hollows we're the fucking Deathly Hollows dude yeah man we're the trifecta we're the id the super ego and the ego come together we complete the psyche whatever it so is get, we're, we're legendary so get psyched that's the Scott cast right is that how it would work no I yeah, think we yeah. maybe we should stick to bidding adieu. Okay, much much a bid, much we bid them a do. All right, say what say your piece, Scott. We'll All right, with something better in the future. We had, a, we had a great Scott cast today. We <laughs> we talked conspiracies. We talked dinosaurs. Uh, Jurassic Park was implicit in that, and uh, and and we and we determined that conspiracy theories are uh, somewhat annoying, but uh, much more fun to come up with than they are to follow. Don't be a mindless follower. Critically think and just have fun being a fucking scientist like me. Yeah, don't bitch. be a mindless follower. Just sign up for audibletrial.com forward slash scottcast and subscribe to all our channels. Because we have a YouTube channel to subscribe to. We put all our podcasts on that YouTube channel. And plus, sometimes we do video podcasts and we put it there. Sometimes we do shorts on that channel, so it's good to subscribe there. But also subscribe on your podcast player of your choice. Uh, and with that, uh, I bid thee adieu. He went with the bid thee adieu. What was the what was the actual ending? Yeah, you said before. With that, another well, that's another Scott cast. Well, that's a Scott cast. <laughs> well, that's a Scott cast. That was it. Yeah, that was the best I could come. You with might them. want to cut just the part out where I go. What the fuck is that? No, I'm keeping <laughs> just that. Cut that out there. That was the just best keep- part. <laughs>